Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's me, Amazing Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, how we doing on this Thursday? Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We'd love to have you over on the tube. Check out Pirate Radio TV. Subscribe, like, and you will be notified when we drop videos each midweek with press conferences on the weekends with... Of course, our Bud Light pregame tailgate and U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, the Brian Bailey Show. You can see it all and more coming up on Pirate Radio TV. We also uh, would love to have you on Facebook. You can follow us there, and we'll uh, keep you up to date on everything going on in and outside of the Pirate Nation. All right. Coming up on today's show, a lot of guests to get to, a lot of football talk on today's program with Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus. We'll talk about a huge slate of games coming up, college football this weekend. Also, Kevin Monroe will join us. He'll give us his insights on what's going wrong with the 0-3 Pirates. We'll talk to KMO coming up in about an hour. Billy Weaver also joins us hour number two. Uh, my cohort on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We'll talk about that. ECU and our 2-0 Washington Commanders and Marcus Crandall ECU Hall of Famer will join us in our number three so we have a packed show for you today Shirley Rhodes is here intern Joey is back good to see Joey and the Chan Man is to my left how we doing hello Clipper happy Thursday HT MF MF my friend my guy what's up my guy what's up my guy Charlie's having some computer issues. Oh. And now's not a good time because Steve wants to hear a lot of sound bites. So Shirley, let me know when you're ready for that. We'll um, give you a moment. By the way, Rajay Harris giving me a my guy in Boone mm. when he was heading to the coin toss. Um you can see it on Pirate Radio social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um so i thought that was pretty cool he is my guy have we talked about the star you have become chandler uh no i don't want to talk about it how recognized were you in boone Bune. Bune. Uh, in people, Bune? people were in tune uh when it comes in regards to knowing who i am yeah you had a photo request i hear yes did you take that photo i did i know you had a photo request who me yeah one of the Martin twins, you ran up on Oh, yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. People I, requested I, I, yeah. you, smacked and you the, requested smacked them. Smacked them on the yes. arm, was like, hey, I'm Chandler Huntington. Very aggressive. I'm a former long snapper. And did we talk need about a picture. on the air what he said to them, Shirley? I don't think we did. So he had that very aggressive smack to one of the twins. Which one was that? 
it Cody was, or Kaylee? It was Cody. Cody. So I just went up and I was like, boom. And then what and did you would have thought I would have been like, let's hey, take a picture. What's up, man? The, the way I went up to him and yeah. slapped his arm, I was so aggressive. You, you would have thought I went, hey, man, let's take a picture. Love you guys. There is but, video of this. If people are wondering what we're talking about, Ken Wadlington has video of Chandler going up to the Martin Twins. And so Chandler does the arm smack, very aggressive. And then what do you say? I'm a former long snapper. Uh, okay. Hey, you guys, the Martin Twins? <laughs> <laughs> he asked. Two people, two very tall humans that look identical. If they were the people he knew that they were, it would have been awkward. And one of Chandler's pet peeves is as somebody asking a question, they already know the answer to. I just wanted to get confirmation. <laughs> I wanted to get some confirmation when they said, "Yeah, he was really nice about it." He said, "Yes, we are." And I said, "Sweet, can I take a picture?" You went up with so much confidence, and then immediately lost it all. <laughs> you got to come up with a better opener next time. Hey. The Martin Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you felt bad. Did you realize you hit him with such force, or did you see no. that after the fact? I didn't hit him that hard, but I did go up and just kind of slap him on the arm. It looked aggressive because they- it was aggressive. It just wasn't super aggressive. But um, usually, you I guess wait. your definition of super aggressive and our uh, definition of super aggressive are two different things. Because I just usually people are like, wait until they see you, and then you're like, hey. Um, but you're like, but hey. I was just like, he was turning around talking to somebody. I said, hey, screw this guy. Hey, are you the Martin Twins? And you had been gassed up all day. Am I too old to use that phrase? No, never. All right. You had been gassed up by the Pirate Nation, like so you felt like you were a celebrity. So you were kind of in the same realm as the Martin Twins. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you mind if you two celebrities take a picture with this celebrity? <laughs> you you want to take a picture with me? <laughs> you uh, I went up there and said, guys, hey, just one picture, okay? Just one, just one picture with me, that's it. They're like, who the hell are you? What if you only got one with one of them? Either the Hornet or the... I would have chose the Hornet. Yeah. But it was great getting a picture with both of them. And it, was, it was great. Yeah, I mean... And, it's weird. Those two guys have played basketball together their whole career. I and remember seeing them at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Jeff Lebo was walking them around. They tried to get them to come here, and it didn't quite work. Instead, they went to the NCAA tournament with Nevada. Nevada. They went from one wolf pack to another wolf pack. That's right. All right, uh, JoJo, can you pop up our – No, I, I do not like that game, that name. JoJo? Why not? No, 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 we can't do that. Why? What's Why are you being so weird? This person, this personal. I, okay, I will respect. But a great ton of respect. Uh, ton of respect. Ton of respect to you. Ton of it. Because ton of respect. I, if somebody called me a name, I didn't want it to be called by. But is there a reason why? Like, uh, I'll tell you off the air. Wow, there's a story. Okay, and I can't wait to hear the story about a lovely lady. All right, no, no, absolutely. Not. Joseph, uh, can you pop up the Flea Feet rundown? I got you. He's okay with Joseph. All right, Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. I like that. The mascot for the Appalachian State Mountaineers is Yosef. That is true. How do you feel about Yosef? How do you feel about Yoey? That's a cool Yo-y. I've heard that one before. Yoey. Yoey. I like What's up, Yo-y? Yoey. Let's go with Yoey. All right. Um, Flea Feet. What do we got on it today? Oh, DK and Harry. Look, I'm not a Martin twin, man. You don't just come busting in. Hey! <laughs> What do we have on the plate feet right now? Doesn't he remind you of someone? Chandler? Mm-hmm. Who is it? In terms of barging in. In, terms of, in regards to? In regards to. Barging in. Terms in. Of, in. Barging in and kind of going, hey, 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 that person's not important. I'm important. You know, get a picture with me. I think I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
I was just wondering. All right. Fair enough. Just sounds like somebody we know. We'll move on. Okay. Um, want to get to the Fleet Feet rundown, but first, Shirley, are you uh, you okay over there, computer wise? I'm gonna try it. All right. I'm hoping this will work. All right. So Steve Hill wants to hear some sound effects. Okay. Well, let's let's give it a shot. Clipper. I'm a former long snapper. Year. I'm a former long snapper. Go Gator. Go Gator. It was in the men's section. It was in the men's section. I want me some glory hole. Which one? I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Kaz has added Oyo de Gloria. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Oyo de Gloria. <laughs> Thank you, Kaz. <sighs> All right. Rick Flair, woo! Rick Flair, woo! Uh, got a little taco meat on my chest. Oh, where are you? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Swinging dingers. Swinging dingers? Two little butt cheeks. It's two little butt I, cheeks. My guy. My guy. Family. Family. All right. Well done. Uh, Tyler says, maybe I won't need my poncho on Saturday. Maybe the weather moves out. A lot of maybes there, Tyler, but hey. I like the positive thinking, but it's not looking like it. At, at last check, I saw rain Friday, rain Saturday, and then maybe clearing up Saturday night, which we do play Saturday night. So. Uh, by the way, uh, if you were planning on going to Freeboot tomorrow night, there is no Freeboot. No Freeboot Friday tomorrow night. Thank you for bringing that up, Chandler. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the weather is going to, unfortunately, take that out. Jamie has a question for us. When was the last sporting event you cried watching, if ever? And also, same question for any ECU sporting events. That you physically cried? I think I I had a tantrum. So when I was young, Washington had won two Super Bowls, and I just assumed they'd play in the Super Bowl every year. They lost a playoff game to the 49ers in the early 90s. I don't know if I cried, but I remember melting down. I was really upset after that one. I cried uh, in back-to-back games back in 2009, uh, the Southern Miss game and then the Conference USA Championship game in 2009. I did throw a tantrum. I don't know if I cried for this game, but the UCF Hail Mary on Thursday night, Shane Carden and Justin Hardy's uh, senior night. Yeah, I do remember being in my room and literally on the floor kicking and screaming like a little kid. Um, and then I did – I'm going to be honest – I gotta be honest. Like, I'm gonna be honest. With you? Honest? With you? I gotta be honest I'm with a, you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I did shed a tear, and I didn't ball cry, but I I did have some tears, you know, kind of going down the face when we beat Memphis to go and clinch our first bowl appearance in like five six years, just a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, I did. I was sitting right in there. I was very happy, huh, to see that six win. And to see the Pirates going to a bowl game, which they never played that year. Oh, man. I just thought of one. I was in the, the press box. I almost had, I had like some happy, proud, like I was wailing up a little bit mm-hmm. when um, ECU had lost their first game of the regional. And then Jake Agnos had the hero's effort. Against and he, he's against NC State. And he's walking off the field and he tips the hat. And it's the last time, you know, he'll ever pitch at Clark LeClaire. And I was like, man, that's my man. That's my man. That's my pitch. 
<laughs> By the way, we'll talk to his brother, uh, Zach Agnos, coming up Monday on Pirate Radio Live. So that was a very proud, like, pirate moment there. I cried during the trophy ceremony when the Panthers were NFC champions mm. and beat the brakes off the Man, Arizona Cardinals. I cried during the 2010 World Cup final. Don't know why, I just did. <laughs> it just came over you. I, I was young, and then like Spain hit a game winner, and just seeing them celebrate, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the 2015 World Cup final. Uh-huh. I, got, I didn't cry, but I got a little teary-eyed, you know, because not only it was the first time that they had won since 2009. We're a bunch of crybabies in here. Um, That's the only because they lost in heartbreaking fashion in 2011, and so and it was Abby's last World Cup. So to watch her walk off the pitch, you know, for the last time in a World Cup, that was kind of teary eyed for me. So, oh, I did tear up against uh, when UNC versus Nova when Paige hit that shot. I was like, oh my God, I think we might actually do this. And then, uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Joey, you shouldn't bring, you shouldn't say we with North Carolina no. on this show. That can only go wrong That's for my, you. My, my apologies. That, that was a future life that you have moved on from. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I've retired that life. All got, right. Did I say future? Yeah, <laughs> that I've is a past that life. life you have moved on from. <laughs> um, I want to say, and, and you guys refresh my memory here, but, Correct me if I'm wrong. That uh, when ECU baseball, baseball, when they um, unveiled the bench out in right field with Nico's name on it, they did a. F- I'm trying to remember if they did they did a feature like piece on that right before an ECU baseball game, and I can't remember which game it was. I don't think I would. I, w- I would remember that. I was not at that game. Yeah, so I don't recall. I remember watching it on TV, and I remember they made mention of it, and you know the the whole situation and and what happened, and then the fact that the bench was put out there. I got I got teary eyed on that. Brad's got one, Shirley, and I don't remember this, but like this is kind of up our alley. He said when the four horsemen <laughs> broke Dusty Rhodes' arm in the parking lot, that was tough. Eyeball sweat. <laughs> Just see Brad. Mm. Why are they doing that to Dusty, man? Uh, when Hulk Hogan turned rogue, oh man, that what that broke my heart because I was a Hulkamaniac, and to watch him go from good to bad, and you know, or to turn heel, uh, was heartbreaking for me because I always thought he was the good guy. Chad cried during the Bray Wyatt tribute. I, you know, I feel like I have not even. Um, I don't. I don't even feel like that's real. I know it is, but like I don't think I've accepted that Bray Wyatt has died. He was like oh. he was my favorite guy. I was I, upset when Rey Mysterio's son thought Eddie Guerrero was his dad. Like, no, it's nice. That's not your dad. You know, you, you just wish you could shake him yeah. and say that's not your dad. Jamie cried during the Colts Super Bowl. He said, "I'd cry like a baby if ECU baseball or IU basketball wins a national championship. If ECU basketball went I'd to cry the tournament, if we get to Omaha. If ECU yeah. basketball got." was on selection sunday i would have i would die from dehydration <laughs> from crying so much i definitely had major eyeball sweat during the um jeff charles jeff charles tribute during the basketball game this uh past year oh yeah and then the comeback and winning that game yep that it's was a that was a eyes 
tearjerker. Yeah, eyes filling up with water moment. Uh, let's see. Steve cried at FedEx the Sunday after Sean Taylor was killed. I know if I was in that stands against the Bills, I would have been crying that day. The Bills? Playing fantasy football there. Did you say the Bills? Yep. And who do y'all play this Sunday? Bills. Buffalo Bills. Wow. Yep. All right. Good question, Jamie. Got the uh, got the emotions flowing here. All right. Interesting press conference yesterday. Well, Donnie Kurt. So we'll go ahead and get to it. We get asked a million times during the week on Saturdays. Why does ECU run the ball up the middle every time? So I did a little bit of research. From what I gathered from the game Saturday, ECU had 23 first and 10 plays, ran the ball nine times out of those, and all those runs went for three yards or less. Not good. Second and long, you don't want to be there. Also, three of those plays were penalties, and I don't know if on those penalties, those would have been run plays as well. But just nine out of the 23 first and 10 snaps, we ran the ball nine times. A lot of those up the middle. So I asked Donnie about that and what you can do to set yourself up better on second down. And you'll hear the question and the answer. This is from yesterday. Cut to six, Shirley. We get uh, calls and comments about why does EC run up the middle on first down every play. And I looked it up. I think it was like nine out of 23 first and 10 you ran. But none of them went for over three yards. So I That's guess the key. Yeah, is it about yeah. how do you put yourself in a better situation on second down? You know, yeah, I, I don't know. It's amazing that what what y'all do take calls like that. Uh, we don't really just run it up the middle. Sometimes it cuts up the middle. You know, you know what I'm saying like that. Sometimes it's an RPO where it depends on what the defense does. You know, and so if it was nine out of twenty three runs, that's I'm not the best math student, but I know that's less than fifty percent. We like to stay balanced. We really do, and I think we're probably really, really close to being bounced like that. There was a time last week when I said, you know, because we, we, we're charting it, we're checking it, and I said, yeah, we probably need to just start throwing it a little bit more on first down because we're not – not because we want to, but because we're not making any enough yards. That, and that's the big thing. This week, the biggest change that I've made in the practice plan is we've probably practiced third down less. I'm really big on practicing third down. We probably practice third down more than anybody in the country because I just think you got to be ready for all the blitz and stuff. The game's gotten so crazy on defense right now. They do so much stuff that you got to be prepared for it. Uh, but I said, you know, we're not making enough yards on first down. We need to start practicing first down more. And so we've done that this week, trying to get just better at staying out of the third line. It's like, let's skip third down a little bit more. And make first downs on you know one or two downs like that, like that. So, yeah. So I don't know. All right. So they are focused more on being somewhat productive on first down, and he did say he recognized that they want to throw it a little more on first down because they are not moving the ball on first down. And I mean, right when I pointed out the the stat about none of those runs going over three yards, he he kind of said yeah that's the problem like when that's the key when we are running the ball we've got to be effective running the ball um so there was that part of it uh and people not happy of course again i said this earlier you're not going to be happy with anything these coaches say right now because you just want to 
go uh you want to see him go out and win a football game so these press conferences are going to be lose-lose situations for all these coaches until they win some games um he went on a bit of a rant he was asked about the overall offensive struggles and then donnie just kind of went to work talking and i'll just play the whole thing i think it's, it's like four minutes so uh surely let's hit cut seven where he starts to talk about the offensive struggles and goes on from there yeah you know offense is two things offense is about creating space okay defense is about trying to constrict space they want to get it you know all down in a small place and offensively you want to create space that's how you get big plays and that's how you move the ball and then it's all about rhythm okay it's all about rhythm so like the first drive you come out you start making some yards and it's just like everybody starts playing faster and you get rhythm and then you know we you've run the ball up the middle and and then they overplay the play in the middle and the quarterback pulls the ball and he throws the ball out in the flat or he runs with the ball or it's play action and that's how you get things going and that's the thing, just getting some rhythm and creating some space. So space, we got to we got to block them a little bit better. Okay, it is part of that. We got the offensive line's got to move them a little bit more. Space is also by the wide receivers getting down the field and separating from the guy and getting open more. It's the ultimate team game. Uh, there was a play yesterday in practice that proved it, where a receiver's supposed to run a wheel route, and obviously he was be supposed to go and run outside the guy trying to cover him. And you hope the guy jumps on the route and he comes up. If not, you widen him. Another route's coming. Well, he decided to go inside because the guy outplayed him outside, thinking, well, I'll go inside, I'll get open. But you're still not open on that. Now what you did was you constricted the other guy's space and he's not as open. Mason was the quarterback, so Mason saw it and threw the ball behind the receiver because he said, well, if I throw it out in front of him, that other guy's going to blow him up. So I threw it behind him. I hope he could catch it. Well, he flipped his hips. He went, well, make, I said, so everybody made everybody's job harder. By you not running the route correctly and creating that space, you made the quarterback throw the ball more behind the guy. Now he's got to make a tougher catch. So it's it's all like that. And then, of course, if you're protected and you can nice throwing lane, it's much easier to throw it than it is if you got some guy. So everybody depends on everybody, and that's the thing. A lot of times – you can just really, really stink in this in this thing, and then all of a sudden you can get really good. I, I, I know y'all get a lot of bad calls, okay, so I stay away from all that. I, I have no idea because nobody ever says anything to my face. I didn't know I was that vicious. I guess they're afraid. Uh, but I get a lot of things. I've gotten several emails from some really good alums, and they're like, you're closer than you think, and all these little diagrams and stuff. And I really appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I, I actually respond to those things. Uh and I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. And, and this person may know football, and they may not know it. You know, if it's stuffed or pumped with air. Uh, you know, I don't know what they know, but they're saying a lot of times you're really closer to knocking that wall down, and you think, don't, don't quit chopping. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Life's really pretty good. I mean, it is a game. Okay, I know it's a real serious game. It's, it's, it put my kids, you know, through school. It's, you know, done everything for me, but. You know, we're, we're above ground. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of guys. I've had a lot of bad things happen. Like Jimmy Lindsay's a coach at LSU that played for me. I, I gave him his first job. He's, he's dying of cancer right now. And he was at the prime of his life and had just gotten an SEC job. And life couldn't have been better last time I saw him. You know, there, there's, there's some other guys. Uh, Billy Dunn's one of our best alums and supporters. 
God, he's had an awful year with all these surgeries and all this stuff. It just breaks your heart. Yet he's texting positive things. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm that good a person. I don't know if I'm that strong. If I was hurting like that, I don't know if I'd give a rat's ass about the pirates are doing. You know what I'm saying? I'd just be wanting to get well again. So there's so many things like that. Coach constantly talks to these kids about, you know, an attitude of gratitude. We got we got it so friggin' good. We got it great in this country. I don't even know how people bitch about it. They ought to go to one of these other countries. If that, you know what I'm saying? Because there's some rough stuff over there. You know what I'm saying? So life's good. You know what I'm saying? We live in the best state and the best country and the damn best planet in the world. So overall, things are pretty good. Now we'd like to win some more football games. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I would be a lot better off. So life's great. Football sucks right now, but okay. But football can change. Football can change. All right, that's my rant. I appreciate you guys. All right, Tony Kirkpatrick with a, I guess, look at perspective there. But uh, you can tell he's he's feeling pressure, obviously. Everybody's all over him. Nobody likes Donnie K right now. The coach, uh, I think a lot of folks, uh, myself included, like Donnie Kirkpatrick, the man. He is a uh, he is a great dude, one of the best. But right now, we want to see this offense moving the football. And people are upset take shots at him and he says he don't pay attention to it but he's got to know that he's feeling some heat because look at the stats the the numbers don't lie the tape doesn't lie ecu's offense one of the worst offenses in the country right now according to the numbers so uh his job mike houston's job the team's job the player's job is to fix that and put some points on the board coming up on saturday because surely so life's great, football sucks right now. Life's great, football sucks. That's why I told y'all to really enjoy August. The best time of the year. Y'all don't listen. Because life's great and football's great. Nah, Cliff. So I'm life's re- great, football sucks right now. I'm ready for September. That Bryce Young. Y'all ready for Bryce Young this Sunday? Alright, you don't have to yeah, do this. To do I'm right using now. examples. But it and wasn't us that said it. It wasn't us like refuting you that oh don't we got can't wait for football season i didn't say that <laughs> but yes no bryce Young commanders are undefeated are they going to be undefeated sunday at 4 30 there's always no. a chance i appreciate you saying there's that a chance yosef yoey you're so Yoey. you're saying that there's a chance but they might not be who, who are they playing the bills Ooh. Yeah. You got your work cut out for you, bud. Yeah. But I'm going to enjoy it right now. And hopefully we can enjoy a pirate win on Saturday. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Um, We'll continue our Fleet Feet rundown. What a great song. One of the best. Because you all need to release your inhibitions and feel the rain on your skin. We might be feeling the rain on our skin Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) If you go out to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. This man is the greatest of all time. That's called a great segue right there. Thank you, thank you. More to go, and Jeff Nadeau joins us later this hour as well. Back with you after this. Staring at the blank page before you Open up the dirty window Let the sun illuminate the words that you cannot find Reaching for something in the distance So close you can almost taste it Release your inhibitions Feel the rain on your
you're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome. Oh, okay. There we go. Couldn't hear myself. Okay, welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, we'll do a quick seg here. They do coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Let me uh, confirm with him. Let's get back to our Fleet Feet rundown. Brought to you by Fleet Feet. Have the right shoes this football and tailgate season. Fleet Feet. Owned and operated. ECU alum Chris Lunyon. And uh, one-on-one service. 3D foot scanner. The place to go if you need the right shoe on your feet for runners, walkers, and everyone in between. Thank you to Fleet Feet. And their sponsorship of the Fleet Feet Rundown. We'll get to more Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell later on. Uh, Thursday night football real quick. Uh, can the Giants put up a fight against the Niners tonight? No. No? No. Think he gets ugly? Yeah. Quick. Okay. I don't know what the liner spread is, but I think it would be – I think the Niners win by at least a, two touchdowns. I think it's 12 and a half. We played guess the line yesterday. We missed you, Yoey. I believe it's like 10. It's 11. So, Niners by 11 tonight, total at 43.5. What are the Giants? They were a playoff team last year. I called them fake the entire year, remember? Yeah. And they just kept winning and making me look like a fool. But what are they this year? Not good. You don't think so? What's their record? How many wins? They'll win four. Four? Think they're that bad? They've already won one. What's Saquon's deal? Uh, he's actually, I believe, set to play. Because I did yeah. remember seeing something about, you know, miracles happen. Because it did not look good when he got tackled the other day. Um, and it said that he should be ready to go. It's not a definite start, not a definite uh, decision. But it looks like that the injury was not as bad as it looks. So, Saquon uh, could be in tonight. No, he's out. All right. Good good insight there, Chandler. Uh, well. Hey, by the way, any uh, word from your source this week? Any news? Anything we should watch out for? Nah, nah, me and the source have been keeping it low key. And okay, just chilling right now. We're just hoping. Uh, the source together? hopes that we win this week. So that's good. The source hopes. I mean, we can all hope, right? Uh, Flynn starting. I didn't ask him that. Okay. I don't get day to day updates. You know? Well, all right. What but, about week to week? How about I ask him tomorrow? All right. Or ask him today and tell us tomorrow. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Ask him right now and have us an answer by the end of the show. No, 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 no. <laughs> if college is your thing, Georgia State at Coastal tonight. Georgia State's 3-0. and Coastal, a 5.5-point favorite total sitting at 63. So some games to watch tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Uh, Newton says, when is Keaton Mitchell going to play? So they put him on that. IR, so he should be back week five. Week five would, I believe, be the first week he can play. J.K. Dobbins out for how long? Uh, the season, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lengthy injury. 
I know Kareem Hunt was picked up by the Browns. Yep. Did County. the Ravens pick up anybody, or are they just rolling? They've got. No, I think they're rolling with Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, and uh, Keaton when he gets off. I mean, it's really unfortunate he's on the IR because this could be a chance for him to shine. But yeah, and you hope that that chance is still there. Uh, another big deal in the NFL: Cam Akers goes yeah. to the Vikings. Yep. So if you have Alexander Madison, you're a little worried, but I think Alexander's going to keep the load. I mean, if you could have win the starting job in LA, I imagine it's going to be a little harder in Minnesota. Well, I'm pretty sure I read the Vikings have the least amount of rushing yards in the NFL, hmm. and Kirk Cousins is pretty much trying to do everything right now. Let me look at those numbers real quick. I can see Cam Akers definitely getting some receptions in. He's a fluid back. Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> 32nd in the NFL. How many teams are in the NFL, Chandler? 32. They are averaging 34.5 rushing yards per game. Man. Say what you want about Kirk Cousins, but he is trying to do it all right now in this offense because they cannot run the football. All right. Um, also on our fleet. Oh, chat gang was our last thing on the, uh, the rundown. Let's see what the chat's saying. Kenny Curling's says uh talking about dk it's not about him personally this has been a problem for a couple of years winning makes us feel better but play calling has been an issue kenny also says pirate nation help me wish my dad jimmy curlings a happy birthday he turned 80 today happy birthday jimmy 80 years on this planet which uh as donnie said is the best planet in the world earth uh let's do a very quick edition of happy birthday to jimmy curlings ready Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jimmy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Jimmy. Happy birthday, Mr. Curlings. Nelson says, Earth, best planet in the world. Donnie Kirkpatrick. Is he lying? Nope. So life's great. Football sucks right now. If you... Do we not agree? Don't like Earth, you can get out. Nobody's forcing you to stay on Earth. You want to live on Neptune? You want to live on Saturn? Oh, Neptune. <laughs> you want to go to freaking Neptune? You want to go to freaking Neptune? You're welcome to it, buddy. Neptune. See ya. Bye. Do we have an Earth flag? People put up American flags. <laughs> Earth. That's a good one. You've been rolling today with these little conspiracy, like, conspiracy theories. Um, oh, the best conspiracy theory? I'm proud of Chandler. He thinks that something's phony with this Bryce Young stuff. Yeah, he thinks this is a smokescreen that they just want to get him more time, but they don't want to come out and say they're benching him, so they're they're putting an injury on it. I kind of like that. I know. I think you're on to something because we never heard about anything about his ankle prior. They're just like, hey man, look, that's a good one. We're going to set you to the side. Let's let Andy Dalton come in here and let's let you kind of observe. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, the first two starts it's clearly not is not good. working out for you, bud. Yeah, and it's not just him. It's I mean, yeah. I saw a lot of pictures today of like. Um, still pictures of the receivers just not being open. Bryce Young having nobody to throw to because everybody is just mm-hmm. covered up. So Jerry says, since Chandler knows it all, put him in charge of the Pirate Radio Weather Center. We do need a weatherman. Could you start handling that? Ah, that'd be tough. Just go outside, kind of just feel. Say what you feel. You want me to go outside right now and call the studio? Nah, we don't have time, unfortunately unfortunately jamie says earth will be the best planet in the universe not the world okay nerd nerd loser jamie i'm gonna need you remember in school you had to like do those little um what do you call them shirley like they're in a shoebox and you put together dioramas yeah diorama 
I need Jamie. Could you show me the solar system in diorama form so we can all get that? Can you bring that to the class? Jerry says I thought Pluto was the, the best. Pl- <laughs> Jerry said I thought Pluto was the best planet until it was demoted. Yeah, that was sad. Running bit on the TV show Psych as well, which is a great show. Tyler said Chandler, do I need a code for Saturday? Yes. And I'm not going to say you need one, but I'll say that you need to have one just in case. Don't show up to the game on Saturday without a raincoat. 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 Ra- raincoat. Hey. Don't show up to the hey, raincoat. Hey. You're showing up without a raincoat? If you show up to the game without a raincoat and it rains and you don't have one, guess who that's on? You. That's right. Not on Chandler. Um, Kenny says, bring in Holt Nailers to the Panthers. We'll get a whole Nailers update on Friday because Morgan Nailers will join us here. By the way, worked out with the Packers. We've got some high school shifts going on, Shirley. No, yes. no high school huddle on Friday. No. Morgan Nailers will join us on Pirate Radio Live. DH Conley football will be on our airwaves. Seven o'clock tonight. They play. I believe it's. I threw away Northside. my sheet. Northside Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, on the road. As a matter of fact, almost all of the area's high school football games that were scheduled for tomorrow night have been moved up to tonight. So um, I know Rose is playing tonight as well. Uh, South Central, Farville Central's at Aiden Grifton, I believe, this week. Um, so we've got uh, a lot of updates to give you tomorrow. But uh, since, and and the problem is too with Morgan's show is that we have to track down all of these coaches, and sometimes the day after games they are actually a little harder to track down than normal. So uh, we just uh, aired on the side of caution and decided to uh, postpone the high school huddle and just have Morgan on from at five o'clock tomorrow afternoon all right let's uh take a break nadeau's calling in three minutes we have a four minute break pike as we go to break says ecu has a meteorology class i tried helping someone study for that class it was definitely no breeze cool neat story we'll be back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Mama say, mama saw, mama su, mama kusa. Uh-huh. Almost, almost got it. Welcome back to the show. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, intern Yoey, and Chan Man. Chandler Honeycutt here on a Thursday. We welcome on the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Get you ready for an awesome football weekend. Packed schedule in 
college football, big NFL games, week three. We'll talk about it all. Big man, how you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you, Flip? Doing good. Jeff, when do the – should we be able to find an ECU Gardner-Webb line today? When do these FCS lines come out? Uh, I would expect you'll see them probably tomorrow. Okay. You may see some pop up. I mean – yeah, they've been earlier and earlier with odds this year and, and over the last couple of years. But yeah, I would probably expect tomorrow. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm I wouldn't tell them the greatest, but I'm pretty good at this. I would probably say ECU. I think they'd probably be a double digit or high high single digit favorite. I said seven and a half, and I'm a little closer to it, and have been watching it, Jeff. So maybe I'm a little negative on it, but. Uh, so we'll say seven and a half between seven and a half and between uh, 12 and a half, 13, something like that. Yeah, I, and I would say this if, if I think if you're getting double digits, I think you, I think you have to take the dog, and, and, and I'll explain why if you want, but yeah, I, I, that's probably where I would put it. Yeah. Uh, let's dive into more on that on Saturday. Um, I want to talk about some of these big games. So, Jeff, let's, I'm going to run over the big games. You may or may not have a play on them. You tend to go off the beaten path, of course, but I do want your take on the headliners. So, real quick, Florida State, Clemson, Florida State, I guess that line's dropped by a half point. Florida State by two. It's in Death Valley at noon. Uh, can Clemson save their season, uh, or does Florida State stay undefeated? What do you think? Well, the early bet, betting action on this game, Sunday, Monday, came in on Clemson. Uh, that That's where the sharp money was at early. I think it's kind of settled. I think you're, you're dead on the money. This is a game where it is a must-win if you're the Clemson Tigers. I mean, they, they're they one of those teams where you lose one or two games and your season's done. Um, I think they recognize that. I think Clemson, this would be a great game. I think Clemson will be in it. They played much better offensively. I think they're surely the better defensive team, but – you have a hard time saying Clay Klubnik is better than Jordan Travis. He just isn't. That said, though, you got to go to Clemson. They're a hungry team. Um, I think if you can get a three, I, I would lean on the Tigers here. Uh, it was clear Florida State was looking ahead a little bit, but I think Boston College exposed some weaknesses that this group has. If I'm Clemson, you have to stay on the ground. You have to depend on Will Shipley. But he doesn't look great. Um, he had a good game last year against Florida State, so if I'm them, I feed him. Don't let Kate Klubnik make mistakes and, and play defense. I think they'll be in the game. All right, 3.30 on CBS, Ole Miss at Alabama. Just watching eye test stuff here with Bama, that line seemed high to me. It's gone down a little bit. I'm seeing Bama minus six and a half. Um, but the old phrase, you, you don't win a lot of money betting against Alabama. What do you think about this one coming up on Saturday as Bama goes back to Milrow taking on Ole Miss? Yeah, I think you know you make a good point that you don't bet against them, but I think those are just really good Alabama teams. I, I think we can kind of admit, I mean, this is not a good Alabama team. I mean, they're okay, I guess, but they're not a, a group that we, we generally think is Alabama. They're a team that will probably be at a higher-level bowl game, but I don't think they're going to challenge to win the national title this year. And you have to wonder, what does that do to the psyche? This team has more um, – five-star recruits than I believe any team in America. This is a good old Miss team that can throw the football. Um, Daxon Dart only has one interception all season. They have weapons all over the place. If you're going to give me a full touchdown, I, I think books are going to very much be exposed in this game. However, Clip, you, as usual, are ahead of the curve a lot of the time. I think you're still in the back of your head thinking, if you can get this blow a touchdown, 
does Alabama really lose two out of three? Did they really look bad in three straight games? They're at home here. Milrose, the better quarterback of him and Buckner. Buckner was just horrible. Um, I would probably lean maybe on the over here. I think both teams will move the football, but it really is. If I'm getting seven and a half, I like Ole Miss. If I'm getting six, six and a half, I lean Alabama. I think it could fall seven. Uh, Jeff, I've been wrong every week on Colorado, so I'm going to tap out here, sit it out, and just try to enjoy the game. I guess uh, Vegas and the books are happy with the number they put out because it stayed 21 pretty much all week. Very high total in the upper 60s. Can Dion and his crew keep it close, or is this kind of their first rude awakening of the year? I think you can always figure how games are going to work of this magnitude and at the NFL by early line movement. As I talked about with Clemson, it wouldn't surprise me if they win due to the line movement. Early sharp money here, and it's just books, uh, books have gotten beat up because sharps have been on Colorado the first couple of weeks. They have not been on them here. Hmm. I understand Colorado's not being bet by sharps. It's only public money. Um, I actually have another play for this game clip. I played the over at 70 and a half. Um, look, if this game's 35-24, so be it. I don't see it, though. Oregon can move the ball and I think approach 50 in this game. Uh, Bo Nix has quietly been very good. This is a very high-level offense. And this is a Colorado defense that can't stop the pass, can't stop the run. Uh, and we know they're going to score. We know they have plenty of weapons in offense. And it's not just Shadir Sanders and, and, and Travis Hunter. It's Dylan Edwards. It's Xavier Weaver. It's they, uh, uh, Horn. They have all sorts of weapons. I think this is like a 51-28 type of game. Uh, I lean over, and I lean Oregon. All right, big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joining us. One more of the headliners, Jeff, uh, and we'll wrap it up with what you like this weekend. Uh, Ohio State-Notre Dame. Ohio State field goal favorite on the road in South Bend. I've been a Sam Hartman fan for a long time. Um, I don't know why I have a rooting interest here, but I guess I just like Sam Hartman. I'm hoping they can pull it out on Saturday night. But uh, you like the Buckeyes or Notre Dame in this one? Total in the mid-50s. Again, I'll go back to the line. I think this line tells you all you need to know. Look how good Notre Dame's been, Club. Okay, they've been awesome. Sam Hartman's second in the Heisman rankings, arguably right now, and they're three and a half point home dogs. That tells you what you need to know about this game. Ohio State is going to win by ten or more points. Huh. I think what we saw last week is what Ohio State is offensively. I think they're very good. I mean, they've just kind of been bored. I think in games. I watched that whole game against West Kentucky. And look, I know West Kentucky's not good on defense, but they, they went up and down the field. I think Ohio State is ready to go. I think they're looking forward to this game. And I think the line's telling you a lot. I don't think Notre Dame's defense is what the numbers have showed us. I think they played some bad teams or just some average teams. This is a major step up. I'm going to go like 34-24. Ohio State. All right, Bucks. Uh, Jeff, uh, up against it, uh, what else? Any other uh, top plays you like? Something to keep an eye on for uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? I'll just throw out Friday night. I like the Air Force. I played this three and a half. It's not the five and a half. I like it anything under six. San Jose State can't stop the run. It's been clear time and time again. Air Force is good as usual. They have a top five defense and a pretty damn good offense. They've been really good against San Jose State and most of this conference. I think they take care of business and win by double digits like they did last week. Jeff, uh, Eric on YouTube says, Nadeau, is ECU still battling Sam Houston State for the worst offense in the country, or is ECU taking the crown? No, no. Sam Houston's significantly worse. Good to hear. 
move the ball, but it, it, it's not by much, though. Yeah, hadn't been pretty, man. Jeff, we'll uh, see if we can track you down. Later start to our show on Saturday. We'll start at 2 o'clock, so we'll see if uh, we can get you on uh, maybe an hour number one before the 3.30 window hits or something. Fine by me, whatever you want. Thank you, dude. See you, man. All right, BMOC, Jeff Nadeau joining us. We'll have more of his thoughts on East Carolina and Gardner-Webb, although he shared some of it there. If Gardner-Webb, if you can get double digits plus points, he, Take the dog. he'll be interested in the dog, and that dog is a running bulldog. Mm. Bit of an oxymoron because bulldogs are kind of stationary. You don't see a lot of them running. No. But uh, we Very will. lazy dogs. Apparently, they, uh, they like to go high speed, too, uh, the football team, that is. And we will be seeing that on Saturday. Let's take a break. We'll come back hour two when we return. A lot more ECU football talk with Kevin Monroe and Bill- Billy Weaver. Now nah, that was good. That's on me for not continuing on because that was a good throw in. Sorry. Why are you apologizing? Ball out. Thank you. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. No flags. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. And Bud Light reminds pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, and a 2 o'clock start time, Shirley. Saturday for the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll take you... Right up to the kickoff at 6 o'clock and be with you on a late-night edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Boy, that one could go a lot of different ways. I mean, it could be absolute meltdown time. Or we could be talking about the first Pirate win, starting to look at Rice. Hey, boys, can we get to 2-3? and And if you can do that, You've got a big one on Thursday Night Football on ESPN against SMU on the horizon with a chance to get to 500 and 2-0 in conference play. So, the Marshall game, that was my biggest game of the year heading into the season. We lost that one. But, there's a path to, to climb out of this hole. We have been, we're in a hole right now. Allison Chain sang about it, down in a hole. But losing control. Down in a hole, feeling so low. I'd like to fly, but my wings are clipped, so denied. So we're in that hole. We can't fly. But there is a path. Chandler, somebody. I want me some glory. Not that one, Jerry. Jerry. And not the one Joey was talking about either. Not that one either. Not even that one. Not even that one. 
Not even. Not, not even that one. That the not the not that one. Ahí estaba en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. <laughs> not that one, Joey. Nope. We're in a zero and three hole. But Chandler, there was an zero and three hole. <laughs> right there in the middle of it. And we're down there. Hey, help us out. We need help down here. Hey. Help. Well, guess what? Somebody at the top has started to lower a ladder. Who is that person? I mean, I don't know. I can't I can't see him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who are you? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just hang on. The ladder is being lowered. If the Pirates are able to win Saturday, we will be able to physically go up three or four rungs on that ladder. Are we just hanging on? Are we just grabbing the ladder with a win? Maybe you're right. Yeah, a win would be just being like, all right, we, we got it. We've got it down here. Yeah. You win that one. And then if you beat Rice, the ladder hits the dirt and we're able to climb out of that hole. All right, we're climbing. But and then I guess the SMU would be officially us getting out of said hole, getting back to land. All right, we're out. Back to sea level. Everybody got that? Everybody understand where we're at? Everybody good? All right. You're gonna play. We got out of the hole. We have a freaking game. (laughs) We have a freaking game. We have a freaking hole that we got to get out of. Oh, dear. You gotta rise up the ladder. This is why we need to win. I don't know how much more of this we can do. <laughs> what happens if we lose? I mean, do we lose the ladder? All hell, there is no ladder. They just go, psych. <laughs> no, here's up. what happens if we lose that ladder. We thought it was a ladder, it was actually a shovel. Somebody is on top of the hole starting to throw dirt. You, in you the feel hole. something and yeah. it's dirt on your head. Yeah. And you're like, hey, what's going on up there? Well, we lost to Gardner Webb, and I guess we're having to cover the hole. So right now, again, and Jamie, if you could do a diorama on this, I'd appreciate it. Di- is it diorama or diarrhea? What is it? Diarrhea. <laughs> diorama. Diorama. Jamie, I'm going to need you to present one of the solar system, and then if your next one could be Chandler and I in a hole looking up, and <laughs> and there's a man, there's a figure up there. And we could see a stick. We're not sure if that is one of the legs of the ladder or if it's actually a shovel. That's where we are. You want to talk to Kevin Monroe now? Or continue on this ladder talk? Ball out. Ball out. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, former Pirate. You can hear him uh, on the home games on the call on the pirate sports network he is kevin monroe joining us today on pirate radio live camo how you doing man i'm doing good clip i hope you are yes sir doing well commanders are two and oh kevin and i don't get to say that a lot so i'm doing very good right now we'll talk uh, <laughs> you're leading off the show with that you must be feeling good we'll talk nfl later but i wanted to throw that out there while i can say it it might come to an end when they play the bills this weekend but uh kevin the pirates unfortunately on the other side of that oh and three and uh, I thought about it this way. They score on their opening drive. They got open up a double-digit lead on the road against App State. They scored two defensive touchdowns. Right now, I'm, I'm, everything sounds like a recipe for a win, right, Kevin? But they lose the game. So uh, why, Kevin, did they lose that game on Saturday to App State? What did you see? Where do we start? Uh, you know, I guess there's 
lots of things going on. I, I will say the turnovers uh, that you know, the, the, not the ones that we got, but the ones that we gave away yeah. were a big deal. There were some some drive killers and you know, three interceptions, I believe. Uh, that's a start. You know, we, trying to sustain drives is an issue. I think we get a a play here or there that we that would get us a first down, and all of a sudden, you know, we go three and out or we we get stopped. So. Uh, not maintaining the football on offense and, and getting and turning the ball over or just getting off the field too quickly uh, is a big issue. And then defensively, you know, it's the big play. You know, you give up these these big, you know, another 60-yard run, I think, by uh, the running back there at App. You know, a couple of just big hitters that just kill you when you, you think you've done pretty good. They ran the ball, I think, 48, 49 times, so you, you, you stopped them a lot. But uh, they get those big carries that just that just crushes you. So offensively, not not moving the chains, and defensively giving up big plays is, is what did us in. Kevin Mason Garcia was was kind of handed the reins uh, when ECU took home Marshall here at home, and then we saw Alex Flynn get the start, and and it was his game against Appalachian State. So after that sample size, in your opinion, are we back to square one? As one looked better than the other, what do you think the quarterback plan should be moving forward for this team? Well, personally, I, you know, I feel like, you know, Alex Flynn, you know, is just more decisive. He, you know, he, he makes decisions, not always the best decisions. As, as we talked about, he has some turnovers, but he, you know, he gets the, he gets the ball off and he gives the, the receivers a chance to make plays. That's what you got to have, you know, and I, I think Mason, you know, is, is learning every day of practice and I think he'll, he'll get better. And there may be an opportunity for us to turn back to him later in the season. But right now, I think you go with Alex because he, he just, he puts the defense on their heels, you know, as defensive backs and as linebackers. They have to actually cover people because we're going to get rid of the ball. Uh, and that opens things up for Raji Harris and Bond and, and Gunn and those guys to run the football. So I think there were some opportunities there offensively. Uh, and as long as there's opportunities there, I think you got to stick with the quarterback that's making those opportunities happen. And hopefully at some point, I, I can quit bringing this up. We can quit talking about it. We're still looking for go-to guys and playmakers on offense. And I asked Donnie Kirkpatrick about the interceptions yesterday, and he said a mix of inexperienced quarterback, bad throw, bad decision, also threw in receiver running the wrong route. So, like, there's so much going on right now, but it just feels like the the playmakers out there are not helping these QBs enough. And, and maybe that's just what we have here in 2023. I hope that's not the case. I hope somebody can kind of rise to the occasion, but uh, just haven't seen it yet, Kevin. Yeah, you know, you you probably see this all the time, both in the college level and at the pro level. A lot of people run cover two defense, right? You have the corner rolled up and the safety coming over top. Well, the safety for App State had two picks, almost three, just on the same read. Like, yeah. You know, the EC receiver would release outside. He'd have that little window that you always have, that kind of twenty yard window where you can you can throw the ball on the level on the line and hit that receiver in that open gap between the corner and the safety. Or you can float it up there and give the safety all day long to go and pick it off. That's exactly what he did two and a half times the last time he dove for one and missed it. But you know those are good. Those are good reads by Alex Flynn. Just poor execution. Like put that ball on the line, get it out quicker, and don't give that safety a chance to get over there. So things like that, I think, will get better in practice. Will get better as the season goes on uh, because you know those could be big plays for Sowell or, or, or Jalen Johnson down the sideline if you can just make that throw. And then as you mentioned, there have been some drops. I think there was less drops this game than there were the first two, uh, but as as the receivers get more and more used to balls, you know, coming at them, you know, during full speed games, they'll be they'll be better at catching them. And so, uh, so much hesitation when when Garcia was back there, they weren't getting the opportunities when they were open. I think they are getting the balls now, uh, so I expect to see less drops as we go along. Or they'll be they'll be swapped out because there are yeah. receivers that, that catch the ball, and so that's that's, that's the way it'll go. 
Kevin, uh, yesterday Blake Harrell was asked about the young Antoine Jackson came up with the big pick six, and he is uh, a, a young 17-year-old with a lot of confidence uh, out there playing. And Blake Harrell said now the challenge is to, to, to get better, to not settle, to not celebrate, to, to keep on working each and every day and, and keep working how you got to this point if you're Antoine Jackson. But how about that uh, young kid making a play on Saturday? And, and we've seen Siobhan Ravel uh, make some plays at corner as well. Listen, when you're young, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? So you're going to go out there doing the same things you did in high school. You're going to take some chances. You're going to try to make some plays. And it's not until you get beat a couple times or until things don't go your way that you start to think twice about, you know, doing certain things. And so right now I'm glad that he's playing, you know, play, playing, playing footloose and fancy free. I hope he keeps trying to make those plays. But they will have to make sure that he's smart, that they have a safety behind him that can, you know, make up for his mistakes. I know that's one of the things that Coach Harrell – probably worries about having a 17-year-old out there playing. I can promise you, when I was a true freshman, I wasn't ready to play in big games. So I'm glad to see that he is. And it seems like more and more these days, guys are playing younger and younger. But best believe he's going to make some mistakes. We just hope those mistakes don't get us beat. Kevin Monroe joining us. And, and man, I enjoyed talking to Kevin Monroe, a guy I watched play uh, here at East Carolina many years ago, just like I enjoy being able to, to hang out on Saturdays with some pirate royalty uh, with Marcus Crandall and, and Jason Nichols, who played and coached here. And, Kevin, those guys were <laughs> visibly upset when we start talking about, okay, Gardner-Webb is a must-win. Can we beat Gardner-Webb? And just to see the look on their faces when they have to say those phrases, I can tell just kills them inside. But, you know, that's where we are right now, Kevin. So looking for that first win, Gardner-Webb had a second-half lead on app early. The score kind of got away from them, kind of like it did with East Carolina app. Uh, but they have played FBS opponents tight in the Trey Lamb era, so ECU's not look, overlooking anybody right now, obviously, but man, we, we got to get this one on Saturday. Oh, well, there's no question. It, it's a must win. Um, you know, I don't think the program is, is in as bad a shape as a lot of other people think. I think, if you, as I said before, if Holt Naylor's were at quarterback right now, you know, we'd probably be, you know, at, at the very least one and two. You might, you might be two and one. Uh, and so you, you have some issues at quarterback. You, you've got some, some drops at receiver, you know, some things that you've you wish you had back defensively, but the team itself, the program itself, is not in bad shape. The coaching staff is still good. Guys are still prepared to play. It's just, you know, it's tough to win when you don't have the quarterback play that you want and you, and you have, you know, drops of crew situations. I think those, those things will get better. Uh, I don't think the sky is falling, but certainly you can't lose to an FCS opponent when you're 0-3, an opponent that you're going to be favored by, you know, several points that you should win the game. Not necessarily easily, but you should win the game. And so, yeah, as a, as a as a fan, as a former player, you know, I want the program to be at a point to where all berths are the absolute minimum. Six wins are the yeah. absolute minimum. You don't. There's no more three win seasons. There's no more four win seasons. Like we, the program should be at a point to where we are competing for the conference championship every year, and you go to a bowl. And so to sit back and be zero and three and think, man, I wonder if we can be Gardner Webb. It's not a good feeling. Uh, I'm not concerned necessarily, but. Certainly a team like Gardner-Webb, who, who their coach openly says in press conferences, we're going to run some trick plays, is a team that can beat you if they're successful with some of those trick plays. 
Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, control what you can control. We can't control the weather, but it's certainly start, uh, something I'm starting to look at a little bit closer as we get closer to kickoff. And high school games uh, here in the East have been moved, uh, a lot of them from uh, Friday to a Thursday night. And uh, looks like as of right now, by Saturday night, maybe it'll be all out of here and, and it could be a rough tailgate. But uh, Eastern North Carolina weather, this one's kind of new, Kevin, like a pop-up tropical storm uh, coming here this weekend, apparently. Yeah, lots of rain, maybe some wind. Um, you know, that affects the team that likes to throw the ball a lot. You know, that you could see that as being both teams, but I, I would like to think that East Carolina, you know, could win the battle up front in the run game, both offensively and defensive, you know, establish a run, you know, stop the run for Gardner Webb. So that would lean towards the team with more depth and, and uh, you know, bigger, stronger, faster guys, you would think. Um, so if it's raining during game time, I feel okay about that. But certainly, you know, but, you know better weather, a nicer day, is better for everyone, better for the fans, better for tailgating, and you'd prefer that. But if it gets to be a, a nasty, muddy, sloshy game, I think that leans towards the Pirates. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. As I said in the open, uh, the NFC beast is back, and uh, glad Washington can be a part of it, at least for two weeks. Uh, Kevin, your Cowboys really hadn't got challenged yet. Great start to the season for them. The Eagles are 2-0, and Washington 2-0. and The Giants were staring 0-2 in the face before a miraculous comeback at Arizona, but they got the Niners tonight, so uh, Danny Dimes and the boys could be dropping to 1-2 and here. But early thoughts on uh, this NFL season, your Cowboys and the East for yeah i'm not i'm not too high you know i know a lot of you know cowboy fans already have us in the super bowl i'm certainly excited about the way the defense is playing i'd love to see you know continued consistency from the offense i i liked what i saw from dak and then the play call on by mike mccarthy uh this past week but and, and that was a pretty good jets defense but you know they didn't have to do a whole lot because jets offense didn't do a whole lot um you know the giants i, I you know they didn't play a very good team and the Cardinals, same team the, the cowboys are going to play on sunday so I, I can't say too much about that comeback. Uh, the fact that they got down, you know, three touchdowns to them is, is, is you know, says enough. And I don't think they're going to do very well against San Francisco. I've been impressed with Washington with what they've been able to do. You know, it was a nice comeback uh, in the game on Sunday. So overall, you know, the Eagles, you know, they're going to do what they do. They they haven't been as good defensively as, as we thought they would be coming into the season. They've had some some battles, and if you know. Um, Jefferson doesn't fumble that ball through the end zone. They probably win. You know, the Vikings probably win that game. So uh, they've played, you know, less, you know, less good as, as we thought they would. But overall, the the NFC East has been been very, very good. Probably the best conference in football right now. And so it's been impressive to watch. And Kevin, I know your Saturdays, especially these home games, and you're going to be on the call uh, as ECU takes on Gardner Webb. Maybe you, you miss out on what's going on uh, in the world of college football, but man, a tremendous slate coming up this Saturday with Florida State and Clemson at noon, Colorado, Oregon at three thirty. Maybe you'll be able to catch some of those before the game, uh, and and then the nightcap. You got Ohio State, Notre Dame. Just a few of the uh, the awesome matchups coming up this Saturday. That and it's still early. You've got time. If you're Clemson, you're out of time you have to win this game uh to stay alive but if you're you know i didn't even mention alabama alabama you see what they did with south florida last week they play Ole miss so uh just a great saturday slate of college football coming up as well this is kind of the alabama you know pre jalen hurt you know they went on the run of you know jalen hurt and mac jones and tua and they've just had good quarterback after good quarterback yeah but before that, you remember those days where they were just struggling. It's like Greg McElroy and McCarron and those guys. <laughs> they're, they're back to those days. Yeah. You wonder, how does that happen in Alabama? You think they'd be able to get the, the guy, but they, they're struggling to quarterback. They're going back and forth. And they're going back to Milrow this week to be the starter. Clemson, you know, kind of the same thing. You know, kind of the, 
the the post. Uh, I forget who the quarterback was, yeah. Watson, but but you know Trevor and Watson days, yeah. That's right, that's right, Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, kind of post that era, they're struggling to find the right guy, and that that they didn't look very good in week one. So we'll see how they bounce back. Obviously, I've been paying attention to, to Coach Prime and what Colorado is doing. So I think they have a big one this weekend as well. So it's just fun to watch college football right now. There's a lot more parity than it has been in the past. I thought Georgia would be dominant, and they struggled with yeah. South Carolina team. It's just okay. So. Yeah, it's fun watching these games, man. You know, teams show up, and who doesn't show up? Kevin Rowe joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Kevin, have a great call on Saturday. Thanks for joining us as always, man, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Appreciate it, Cliff. Thanks for having me. There is Kevin Monroe joining us. Saw uh, some comments to this as uh, we were airing that interview, so a little peek behind the Pirate Radio curtain due to schedules. Uh, we recorded that at 2.20, about two hours ago. That was before the Trayvon Diggs news was out. Heath uh, just said on Facebook, don't tell Kevin that Trayvon Diggs went down with an ACL in practice. So they were speculating that's what it was, and it appears uh, that has already been confirmed that Trayvon Diggs, uh, their star corner, suffered a torn ACL. Adam Schefter says Cowboys believe Trayvon Diggs suffered a torn ACL during practice today. will undergo an MRI to confirm the injury. That uh, That stinks. I, don't know. I want everybody at their best and for it to happen in practice we're talking about practice we're talking about practice not a game not a game practice uh but that's a, a pretty big hit for uh what was looking like one of the top defenses in the nfl so uh that news just coming out today let's take a break we'll come back more to go pirate radio live uh, billy weaver going to join us later on this hour as well more to go prl on a thursday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service, the purpose of the Atlanta. Atlantic Wireless Store Experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you here inside the Pirate Radio Studios on a Thursday. Game day Saturday begins at 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Uh-oh. I love gold. Oh, yeah, that looks good. Tell you what, oh and three, that ain't stopping Joey Perry from doing his bleeping thing. That is a hard, hard working man. So he just tweeted out a picture of Daddy Ficklin Stadium. So the field, we've got the go back to it, Chandler. I was just about to talk about it. I need to look at what I'm talking about. In the end zone, we've got East Carolina in purple, outlined in gold. Trimmed in gold. And then the the borders behind the end zone, beside the end zone, going all the way to the twenties is in gold there is rumor of a gold helmet i believe john gilbert squashed that rumor 
here on this show i i remember that but is he being honest with us was it my favorite word of the week or words smoke screen ah chandler is a big smoke screen. all right i got a question i'm not i don't even want to say this i don't care if i'm too old or not to say it i'm not going to start using in my vocabulary but you're starting to suss out the smoke screens i hate when people i hate when people say that suss out what is it what is it short for what now i'm gonna suss this out god that's gross oh you don't want that i don't like that or do you not like smoke screen i don't like sus dude it's just it's sus it's very suspect like Chandler acts sus. A oh, lot. you're acting, dude. Hey, Joey, you're acting so sus right now. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just Is not, that word kind of like moisty. No, not at all. <laughs> it's not. A lot of people hate. Moist. I get his comparison. But it's not that kind of gross. It's that. It's not my generation. It's, it's not your. It's not in your vocabulary. No, and why did you act like vocabulary is such a big proper word that you had to say? It's like, not in your. <laughs> it was like in your vocabulary. It was like check this out. I'm about to use this big word. I'm gonna drop it on y'all. It is not in your vocabulary. Plethora. It's not in your arsenal of terms. Repertoire. In your repertoire. Are there words that are radio safe from your era that we don't use now? Are there words that are radio safe from your era, like fat? Like P H A T, no, I mean pretty hot and tempting. People still use fat. Yeah, no, uh, I never hear that. Jan Chandler uses that when he slides up on someone's story. I don't know. I, I like this kind of party. What were the terms like? Bad meant good, and That's hot still the same thing. Today. Hot meant cool, and cool meant hot, and uh, no, I, mean, I don't know. I look the word we. I we, still use the word awesome and rad. Every now and then, I'll throw in a rad. No, rad you don't hear rad a lot. Yeah, that's that guy. Radical. Awesome is still normal. Yeah, awesome. I say awesome a lot. Brett Kennedy says awesome a lot. Awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, no, that's a good question, Joey. And, and words change, and new words come out. I always wonder how these things are started. A lot of it, I feel like, is music, like. Oh, it's definitely musically. Like rap songs. Like yeah. Music oh, yeah. and now like social media. Yeah. Like the an biggest influencer, one. quote yeah, unquote. An influencer, the biggest one lately is, do you know what Riz is? So <laughs> he's he's risen. Like, does it mean like, uh, well, he's risen is a term for Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, My goodness. Something about flirting or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. have good. Use it in a sentence yeah. for me. Chandler yeah. lacks a lot of risk. <laughs> <laughs> so that means game. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, all right. So Riz means someone has, or, or someone's game. So if I seen a girl down the hall and I say, Chandler, go Riz her up real quick. And then he'll just oh. do his thing. Yeah. Jamie says, that's sick. We say hit her up. Do people, people still say sick, right? Oh, that's, oh, that's sick. sick. Yeah, that's so oh, sick. Yeah. Or dope. Like, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. I still use those terms. Just, uh, Speaking of sick catches, was that a lava catch, a fumble, or was that a reception? You know what I'm talking about? The long one down yeah. the sideline? It so was when a he, catch? No, it was a catch, but when he celebrated, did he fumble the ball or no? That was the argument uh, about it. Oh, I don't know. I I just saw it as a catch. So they're saying, I, I didn't go back and watch this, but I remember seeing it live because didn't the Panthers player like go to pick up the ball or they, He went to pick up the ball because when Olave fell, when he actually had possession of the ball, he was never touched. 
So when he got up, he like celebrated through the ball on the ground, but it was low key a fumble. Oh yeah. Did you say low key? Oh, that's another one. That's another one. I too. don't like that either. Why not? Low key. I don't know. On the DL? Is it either on a the fumble download? or not? How's it a low-key fumble, and what would be a high-key fumble? Well, it was a low-key fumble because nobody really realized yeah, it in the nobody's moment. Nobody's really talking about it. So, so it went key. under the radar, if that makes so sense. So was you. it a fumble, though? It was not a fumble. It's not a fumble. So it can't be a low-key fumble. It's not a fumble low at key all. Low-key could have been, though. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Low-key could right. have been a fumble. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Chad said, Chad, you are my age. You don't know this crap. He said, Riz, you got charisma. Wait, is it short for charisma? It's, yes. That's what people developed as a... Sorry, Chad. Uh, yeah, I did Chad, not. Chad's on it for sure. Okay. Chad, but I, charisma is the same thing as game, I and thought, it's the same thing as flirting I'm, with someone, I I'm going to be honest with you, Chad. I mean, uh, to be honest, I, be thought, honest I thought you were a little sus, <laughs> <laughs> but get him. low-key, you know what you're talking low about. Low-key. Like, that is ridiculous for me to say stuff No like cap. Uh, let's see. No, that, no cap is out of uh, out of the range for sure. Out of the range? How? That was like last year. No, out of the Joey. range of like, Clip shouldn't be saying no, no cap. No, I, I don't oh, say that. Okay. We say cap all the time. That's cap. You no, say yeah. that? Yeah. Not all the time, but I'll be like, bro, that's cap. Bro, that's cap. That don't fit you either, Chandler. But uh, look, people can say what they want to say. Be you, whatever. In the moment, it fits you, Chandler. I got you. In the moment. And that just wasn't the moment. I also feel like Joey's kind of, you've got a bit of a cooler air just about you. Okay, I appreciate that. That's a good compliment. You're not, you know, you're not just plain old vanilla. You got a little flavor Why'd to you. you put it just <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wow. pointing at both of us. <laughs> plain old vanilla. <laughs> I, I meant to point at both of us, Chandler. Because like like Blake Harrow, pull the thumb. He said that a lot yesterday. You got to pull the thumb. You know what that means? Pull the thumb. You got to like, point at yourself. Yeah. Don't push the thumb. You got to pull the thumb. Wow. So I, I'm pointing at myself. Okay, now Chad's showing his age. He said, do people still use talk to the hand? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. I say that Good all the time. Gracious. Talk to the left hand because you ain't right. Uh, Eric says, clip every day you on the show capping. God, that just sounds so gross. Like, <laughs> Can I say this word? Uh, yeah. Uh, Heath on Facebook says, I want to bring back skeezer. <laughs> Oh, he's such a skeezer. I'm so skeezed out. Which was the rap version of Groupie back in the day. Back in the 80s. Skeezer. Was it skeezed um, or skeeved? Full of fly. Okay. Uh, Wait, you'd call a Groupie a skeezer? Dr. Dre, Let Me Ride. Full of fly bleeps and skeezers. He says yeah, that in that's the a song. Treesh, that now. is a... Say what? Now it's a treesh. She's a treesh. A treesh. Yeah. I definitely ain't heard of that. A treesh. Yeah. Is that short for something? This is a new segment where we just kind of no, catch old people up on what people are saying, even though I don't... I mean, that sounds like a really weird version of atrocious. Bus stop. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's to it. And yeah. skeezes. That's what the line was from Dr. Dre. Skeeved out was the one I was thinking of, which is grossed out. Oh, Eric says, Clip, every day on the show, you capping. Today, you have on a nice one. Thank you. I'm capping. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I like it. Eric also said, we're about uh, done with this segment. Jamie says skank. I don't, we don't need to say that wow. word. 
Eric says, I'm headed to Cypress Glen tonight to find a, a geezer skeezer. <laughs> That's a good one to wrap it up on. Let's take a break. When we return, old rooster neck, old chicken head. See, that's a different term. You ever hear chicken head these days there, uh, Joey? Talk to the hand. I think that's a very derogatory term for a female, a chicken head. Oh, I had no idea why. You can explain that to me later. I don't know. Just people were saying it. Uh, we'll talk to the rooster neck, Billy Weaver, when we return. The man with the giant forearms will join us. Talk pirate football and more. Robert says, that's bussin'. What does that mean? That means like when something's good, these wings are bussin'. Robert, you're definitely too old to use that term. <laughs> that's that's definitely a cringy one for sure. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that one. You're not bussin'? Nah. That's bu- cap? Bussin'. That's cap? That's <laughs> so <us>. weird. <laughs> all right, we'll be back with you after this. So I'll find out. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Am I supposed to call Billy? Yep. Oh, okay. Call Billy. He said Chandler is many things, but he was never deaf regardless of how many gold chains he ever wore that's def you were not so so deaf deaf jams so so deaf who was that that was uh jermaine dupree jermaine dupree yeah all right there you go boy am i cool Um, uh kenny has a request i know the last request he had was a hit yeah so kenny curling requested that uh yoey say glory hole in spanish and he's got another request for joey and we will ask joey once we get billy weaver on the pirate radio live line we will be with us after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show on saturday night recapping east carolina and gardner webb and he joins us now on the pirate radio live line weave how you doing man doing good clip hope you are yes sir uh joey your request from kenny curlings he wants you to say rooster neck in spanish can you say that rooster neck billy weaver in espanol I don't, you, I don't think i've ever heard rooster in spanish hold on a second that rooster neck you, you're gonna have to look up how to say the word rooster i guess i am all right well let us know when you're ready okay. we've uh man all right we're hoping for a uh, positive fifth quarter but it's been a lot of therapy so far between the callers and honestly uh we've sometimes we got to 
calm down marcus and jason the former pirates because they still have some stake in this thing and they uh they left the, the sweat on that field and they want it uh, just as bad as anybody so uh while it's been entertaining it's uh been a few frustrating fifth quarters thus far well, as far as Marcus and, and Jason go, well, they, they get frustrated like we do because they see what we do. But then again, they also see a lot of things that we don't see on the field that frustrates them. Missed coverages, um, missed opportunities, um, you know, miscommunication, you name it. Uh, you know, they see it through the coach's eyes and through the former players eyes and 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 route running with you know quarterback and receiver and things like that so they get kind of extra frustrated i guess but you know it's it's warranted it really is because east carolina's offense has just been you know uh, atrocious this year it really has and and something has to change and it's got to change this week because if it doesn't change this week against gardner webb you you got to ask yourself when or is it going to change at all right uh because the schedule doesn't get any any better uh you know gardner webb is one of those you know that you kind of circle on the calendar as as a gimme um but you know that was before the season now you're facing an, an 0-4 start and you're looking at gardner webb and you're thinking okay you know gardner webb gave app state you know a, a pretty bu- pretty good ball game and they're going to come in to Dowdy Ficklin, and and they're going to be poised for a huge upset. Uh, And East Carolina better be ready. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the weather situation and how that could affect the game. It's just there's a lot of question marks around this East Carolina football team right now, and a lot of them need to be answered very quickly. Billy, we were joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, referred to by Philly Al as Old Rooster Neck. So, um, Joey, can you give us Old Rooster Neck, Billy Weaver? El Cuello de Gallo, Billy Weaver. <laughs> there you go, Billy. It hurts even more in Spanish, right? <laughs> the old rooster neck himself. Spanish to me. That sounds good. Yeah, actually, it could be a compliment. Who knows what Joey just said? Might have, might have complimented you. Um, we, what'd you make of the John Gilbert from the helm coming out kind of early after an 0 3 start, but uh, came out with his comments and hey nobody's happy we're working on it but nobody is uh we are not meeting expectations right now we're going to uh to do our best to fix this i also feel like that maybe and again i don't think mike houston's overly like antagonizing fans but some of the comments he's made fly kite and um the casual fan needs to wake up and, and all that stuff i think you might start seeing less of those and probably none of those until at least they start winning some games i kind of feel like part of it was just all right we're we're not against you we're all one pirate ship trying to go in the right direction and i don't know what what was your take on the the john gilbert comments well my take is is that in 30 plus years of seeing uh football watching programs watching sports and you know college athletics um, it's never good when the athletic director feels the need to have to put out anything to the fans to explain anything or any kind of thing. It's never good. It's never a good situation. It never really ends very well. Um, so it just tells me that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And usually in those cases, if the, if the athletic director feels the need to have to either, one, defend the coach or defend the program, then there's there's a lot 
uh, of problems. And a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, at the end of the season, those kind of, you know, you look back at those uh, in, in, in those seasons and you see when, you know, the letters from the helm come out or the athletic director has to address a situation. So it's not good. I mean, it really isn't. That just tells me, you know, I, I think a lot of people have said, okay, does this mean that uh, Mike Houston's on the hot seat? If I had to guess, I, and that's exactly what I'm doing, I would have to say, yeah, that this is, this is a public notification, you know, putting, you know, the program basically on notice. We need to get this ship righted and we need to do it right now. That's just my take. Yeah, and I mean, I could again, uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, the the man is uh, is awesome, great guy, great sense of humor. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, the offensive coordinator is under fire uh, right now and, and feeling the heat, and kind of tell that uh, yesterday in his press conference. So it and it if if his if Mike Houston's seat is hot, then the coordinator's seats uh, have to be an, oh absolutely an elevated level of hotness right now and. And that's Donnie Kirkpatrick trying to figure out what to do with this offense, the personnel to move to use, and how to move the football. Weave and the the numbers do not lie. East Carolina is pretty darn close in uh, a lot of stats offensively, uh, last in the entire nation. So you can talk about who we've played. Will the schedule lighten up? Maybe, but right now we need to to look inward and focus on ourselves and figure out how to move this football. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, is is when a head coach is on the hot seat, what's the first thing they do at the end of a season that has been one uh, that was less than impressive or that got that coach on the hot seat? Well, they make a change. And if you look at the East Carolina program right now, you know, where do you make a change at there? You know, if if they end up winning just three, four, even just five games this season, they're, you know, Fans are going to want to change some sort of change, and they're going to want to know that you know they're that that the program is is making an effort to to right the ship. And you know, unfortunately, that means the head coach. You know, if he's on the hot seat, what he's going to do first is he's going to get rid of somebody. And you know, you hate to say that, but that's just the way system works. And uh, you know, so. We'll just have to wait and see. But once again, you know, it all depends on this this weekend and what happens against Gardner-Webb and if East Carolina can kind of change the direction of this season. Billy, another thing we're watching right now is the weather. And keeping an eye on that, a lot of fans have questions about it, and we'll see what happens. A Kind of a crazy pop-up tropical storm situation going on here and uh it's affecting high school football games being moved to thursday night you can hear conley football tonight right here on pirate radio uh gonna be it appears ugly friday probably ugly early saturday but hopefully uh by the time we get to kickoff it'll be clear and and good for football yeah i mean and you know what you hate that for east carolina because of the situation it's almost you know without with no pun intended it's the perfect storm for east carolina and not in a good way uh you know you start out the season zero and three um you know some bad losses you got a home game against um you know an fcs opponent you know it's not the marquee name that will draw a lot of fans anyway you got fans that are kind of po'd right now at, at what they see on the field then you throw the weather into the mix. I mean, that's just, like I said, that's a perfect storm of, 
you know, bad things for East Carolina right now. And, you know, it, it's, but whatever happens, I mean, you know, the, the, I hate to use these puns, but the pirates have to weather these storms. They really do. Um, you know, I, I just hope that the weather, you know, kind of cooperates, you know, the first game was hampered by weather as well. Great opening crowd. Uh, but then at halftime, yeah. the place pretty much cleared out. And then, you know, not a lot of people got to see, you know, out of the rain and storm to the uh, radio station to watch the rest of the game. And it looks like another weekend of rain uh, in the forecast. So that's, that's it's just not good all the way around for ECU. Billy, we were joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Hey, if you're tired of the commander's talk, that's fine. I get it. Go go somewhere else. Go go to ESPN and see what oh wait they're talking about eric Bieniemy and the commanders you can't get away from it folks everybody's talking about the 2-0 and washington commanders bills coming up this week sold out crowd look at that throw look at that dime by sam howe to terry mclaurin billy can we make it 3-0 and what do you think about commanders bills on sunday I mean, I think they can. You know, the the commanders are a six and a half point dog at home against the Bills. You know, the, if the commanders play the Bills team that lost to the Jets, I think they got a great uh, a great uh, chance of winning that. But this past weekend, the Bills looked pretty good. Uh, you know, it just depends on you know what Bills team that we see on sunday josh allen can look like the best quarterback weave and then he can do some things that you know makes you wonder how he got a starting job he he, uh he does way more good than bad uh but he didn't mind turning it over and and doing something silly we need to hope he's got a few of them in him sunday oh yeah absolutely and and that you know that's all predicated on that great defensive line uh by the washington commanders if they can get pressure on josh allen they can they can rattle him and on the other side of the flip side of the ball how good is is Sam Howell. I mean, he's undefeated right now as an NFL starting quarterback. Um, I, I think what he brings to the commanders is that uh, intermediate and deep ball threat, uh, which, you know, the commanders haven't had for a while. Um, so I, I think it's going to be very interesting. It's, it's Like I said, I think it's going to be a litmus test. Are the commanders as good as they're showing so far? And are the Bills better than what they have shown so far? And I think if the Commanders win, it's it's kind of an interesting question. I was listening to some of the national talks. You know, like you said, you know, the Commanders are kind of one of the talks of the NFL right now. And I heard, you know, some sports talk radio earlier today, and you know, they were they were saying, what's what's the bigger story if the Commanders win this game? The commanders, or how bad the Bills have started off, a team that's expected to maybe go to the Super Bowl. What do you think? I think uh, at 3-0, and because you've got the new owner factor, and if they do win, it'll be in front of a sold-out crowd. Now, there's going to be a lot of blue there. I am not naive enough to think that it's going to be all burgundy and gold. In fact, it might be like a 6 I hope it's 60-40, because I know Bills Mafia <laughs> is going to be there. But if washington wins sold out crowd sam howe remains undefeated as a starter new owner new feeling uh you'll start to see a lot of i think more of the talks can be about the commanders honestly yeah i'm i just think that nationally um it, it, it's going to be a bigger story on the side that hey the bills have started out one and two right you know right i hope we can find this out we've Oh, 
I hope so too because that means the Commanders will win the ball game. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely down with that. And I, I tell you what, I was I was a little concerned with the return of Chase Young because uh, I was thinking, okay, is he going to get hurt again? Uh, I just don't feel comfortable that he's going to be really effective. Uh, but he was. He looked good out there. He, he did. Not as much in the first half as he did the second half, but that was the entire commander's team. Yeah. To be honest with you, I was frustrated as anybody else in the first half. But, you know, they showed some moxie and some poise and came back and won that game. Uh, and I think, you know, the defense is, is going to be relied on heavily, obviously, this week against the Bills. So it'd be, it'd be nice to see Chase have just an amazing game. All right, Kenny Curling says Redskins will lose by 17. Luckily, Kenny uh, has never got a prediction right in his life. Take that bet. I'll, I'll, hey, tell Kenny I will take that bet. Kenny, get up with Weave, and y'all do a little side bet here. See how it goes. Yeah, if he gives me 17, I will take that all day long. <laughs> Weave, uh, we'll see you Saturday, man. All right, hopefully uh, we'll be talking about a pirate victory. Yeah. Because I tell you what, I just don't know if I can handle a fifth-quarter show on the heels of an 0-4 start and a loss to Gardner-Webb. The uh, fifth-quarter show with all of that that starts at like 9.20 at night. (laughs) And and ends at 2 o'clock in the morning with somebody getting hurt. Mm, mm, mm. We got to have a dub. Let's get it Saturday. Thank you, man. We'll see you. There is Billy Weaver joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Let's take a break. When we return, Jamie says it'll be the commanders are like the Giants of last year. Sign me up. If we're a fake playoff team, I will take it. You can y'all can be me talking crap about the Giants all last year, saying how bad we are as long as we keep winning games. I will take that. And winning a playoff game. I will take that. Because I have not seen the Commanders win a playoff game since the 2005 season. Yeah. Yeah. I was four. <laughs> yeah. Joey didn't even know how to say rooster yet. In any language. He didn't know how to do it five minutes ago. <laughs> In Spanish. <laughs> In Espanol. Espanol. Let's take a break. When we return, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall joins us. We'll hear what Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell had to say yesterday at the press conference. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps their customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance, plus they will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore, off Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or shop online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. 
All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Got a question for ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. You can throw that up on Facebook, YouTube, or X, and we'll pass it along. Marcus is here. I feel like Marcus, the last time I see you on Saturdays is coming off uh, so far a loss, and we're kind of down. And by the time I see you on Thursday again, the spirits are lifted a little bit. You get that optimism coming back. So I don't know. I feel different now than the last time I saw you Saturday night. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're doing a little more smiling and uh, yes, 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 yes. excited for some football. And um, real quick, going back to last segment, Jamie, we're talking about, did you see the From the Helm John Gilbert put out this week? Talking about uh, we acknowledge that we are not, you know, living up to our expectations and got to play better. And Jamie said, how much of the way the coaches have handled the media and fan base plays into maybe the AD's letter? Well, Jamie, if you've listened to me this week, I think that is a certainly a part of it and i don't think you will hear as much needling from mike houston to the fans as you've heard in the past i'm and again i'm just speculating i haven't talked to anybody about it i don't know one way or the other but i think that that was part of it and surely hit uh blake carroll one just the very beginning of it uh and how he began his press conference yesterday you know first of all i guess i can start out just uh you know thank you to the fans that that Attended the game last week, came up there to, to Boone, and, and it's uh, awesome to see just a, a purple purple sea up there. And I think that's the support you have. And, and just- Yeah, so, and we'll play all of that in a moment, but I think you might see a uh, more coaches uh, bridging the gap to fans and thanking them more so than uh, antagonizing them. Not that I think Houston's really done that too bad, but when you're 0-3, any kind of remark to the fans will get blown out of proportion and things like that. So uh, right now, Marcus, they, they need everybody on board they can get because uh, it is a struggle right now. Yeah, you definitely have to nourish, uh, nurture that uh, relationship between the fans and the coaches and uh, and the players, for that matter. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, the fans are a huge part of you know the product that's on the field and all of that and the, the facilities that we have. Sure. Everything. Right? And now with and so NIL, the players yeah, you can I, even get in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's huge, man. And so uh, to be able to uh, to be able to have that relationship to where you're, you know, you're you're not <laughs> you're antagonizing, right. as you said, or, or snapping back at them or whatever, it, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you definitely have to be more cordial in uh, in those situations to where uh, the fans are there to support. They're going to vent <laughs> no matter what. Sure. Uh, and as coaches, really, that's part of the job is to take that. Really, it's your job to take it and uh, and then you know kind of um, keep everything copacetic as far as the players, the coaches, and and the fan base in regards to where we're trying to go with this program. Yeah, and what Mike Houston says in his locker room to his players is not going to be the same thing he says to us, and probably won't be the same thing he says at a pirate club armada event like you, right. you've got to compartmentalize each one that's right and uh and know your audience know who you're talking to and, and all that stuff um all right let's hear what mike houston had to say on wednesday i think it's about two minutes his q a pretty short coming off a, a tuesday press conference but here's what he had to say on wednesday really good tuesday wednesday practice um really liked the way the kids went out and worked had really good energy uh, very determined um had probably probably our best Tuesday and Wednesday we've had all year. So, uh, really excited about the way they've uh, approached preparation this week. Questions? 
Coach, it looks like it could be a wet one on Saturday, just the emphasis of ball security if it turns out to be wet. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is we have practiced in the rain a little bit here in the past uh, in the past week, so um, that that is the positive of you know having conditions and just practicing because kids know we're going to practice in whatever, so uh, you know they should be able to handle it. How do you feel like the scout team has done just trying to simulate what Gardner Webb does at this point? They've they've done a good job, and we've done some different things, um, some different things also to help prepare and. You know, our, our team can go fast, and so uh, we've done some tempo stuff versus the uh, versus the offense also. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge Saturday and it's because there's no way to really replicate the speed uh, that they're going to come out running, especially the first series or so. And, uh, you know, our, our kids will settle in after that. Playing similar opponent, um, both played App State. How, how does that kind of play into preparation? Well, I think it, uh, I think it helps our kids with um, – you know, not that not that they would ever, you know, not uh, not be dialed in for a game, but I mean, they understand how how good App State is, and uh, and Gardner Webb. I mean, I'm telling you, they went toe to toe with them. Uh, played them very very well. Um, you know, the game, the the difference in that game was the turnovers in the fourth quarter, and because uh, you know Gardner Webb had the lead 24-21 with just a few minutes to go in the third. So I mean, that, that that helps them understand just what a quality opponent we're up against. You faced four running backs already that might play at the next level, and now Gaither coming up this week. How does he compare to the backs you've seen? So He's far? really good. Um, I like him and Seven both. I mean, uh, you know, Seven had I think a fifty-yard screen pass against App and a long, long run against App. You know, so that uh, he's got that kind of speed too. So their one-two punch there at the running back position is going to be a huge challenge for us on Saturday. And they can hit big plays, and this defense has showed. Uh, unfortunately, they can give up the big play. So. Uh, Marcus, it is not a gimme against anybody right now, the way this ECU football team is playing, and that includes Gardner-Webb coming to town on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And Gardner-Webb, they're going to come in with that mentality of, you know, they're, they're that program that uh, started from, you know, from the bottom and trying to move up uh, different levels. And so they they first they see us as the team to help them get over the hump in, in regards to uh, moving farther up the ladder in, in the uh, in the polls and the, you know, uh, recognition uh, nationally and all those things, right? And so it's a process for them. And so they're going to come in here with their threats, right? And he, he mentioned, like, they have a dual uh, – they have a, a, a running back tandem that's pretty good, and one is a very dual threat and coming out of the backfield and catching the ball. And uh, I, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but um, – uh, Gaither. Gaither's the, the, the one that you know, Emory Hunt joined us before the season, and uh, he covers a lot of FCS. I said, hey, tell me about Gardner-Webb. And the first thing he said was, they got a running back that could play for a whole lot of teams right. in this country, and he's talking about Gaither. That's there. him, man, and uh, very dynamic. And so, uh, so again, we're going to have to uh, contain the running back position uh, again, like three or four weeks in a row. And uh, it's been a challenge for us. I thought uh, up until last week we had done a solid job on the defensive side of doing it. Uh, but I think we gave up too many, um, you know, even early in the game um, in, in regards to opposed to um, the first two games. Marcus Crandall here in the Pirate Radio studio. Skip says, Marcus, how would you fix these issues? Well, Skip, it's only – we only got an hour with Marcus, and we have to take commercial breaks. At, so I don't know if we got time. Uh, but uh, as we move along and play some of these cuts – we will yeah jamie says that's an eight-hour show skipper <laughs> um we'll uh we'll 
pick the brain of marcus crandall on a few things uh let's go to donnie i want to hear i want to let marcus hear this so i asked donnie kirkpatrick about flynn's interceptions uh, and he talked about two of them but uh let's hear his response this is cut to shirley from donnie you know the first one uh is a is a uh inexperienced deal what happened was so the receiver runs the wrong route but he breaks and he's wide open because it seems like if you run the wrong route you'll be open at the beginning. It's, it's kind of weird how that happens. And so he runs inside almost like a post, and he should have been running a takeoff, so he should have been over on the sideline. And the corner did sit down, so he was going to be wide open over there, and Alex saw him, and then, you know, you throw it, and you're like, oh, there's a free safety standing out there in the middle of the field. You know, you can't throw that ball there because you think he's open. So I think he learned, you know, okay, you can't just – see the first part of the play and just chunk the ball out there like that. you got to execute the play. If the guy runs the wrong route, you probably shouldn't throw it to him. Uh, the other interception that really hurt us, it was, it was a big big play in the game, I think, was the interception that gave them the ball in the 19-yard line. That's the one that hurts. That's the one that stings a little bit, you know, or a lot. And uh, it wasn't all that blitz, and we missed the protection. Okay, so the guy didn't, didn't pick up the blitz, but that's that's part of life. you gotta be able, you got to be able to throw with the blitz. He had time to throw it, and – he should have thrown the hot route over the middle, and he tried to throw the ball to Jari, which he's got a good connection with Jari, and, you know, they got a good chemistry, and really the leverage wasn't there. The guy was covered the entire time, and if you're going to do that, you better just throw it away than once you've made that commitment to it. So just, you know, don't just guess, you know, just read the defense. You know, that, that was really what happened on that one right there, and that was a big one right there. All right, so uh, talking about the picks there, uh, Marcus and uh, Kevin Monroe talked to him last hour, said I think something similar to you on Saturday where he he didn't hate that the ball was thrown. Uh, he hated where it was placed. And, and you've got to – so, I mean, you can speak more to that. You did during the game and after the game. But how about the picks and, and what can Flynn learn from those? Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's – and we talked about the receivers – part in that as well during that game yeah um but first and foremost you you have to get that receiver to go outside uh and and different coaches have different um thoughts about that process in regards to you know slip inside like we talked about and then get back outside and jason didn't like it i didn't like it as a player or coach uh so i i forced the guys i said you have to go outside it's mandatory because now if you go inside you're being selfish that's what that is. You're being selfish and you're trying to get the football, right? And because you're taking the easiest way out, so to speak, and then uh, because you don't want to get jammed to the sidelines thinking you're not going to get the ball, but you still could. Hmm. Uh, so first, that, that's first and foremost. You have to force an outside release uh, or get an outside release, uh, and then uh, that gives the quarterback more room to put the ball towards the sidelines is what um, what Kirkpatrick was uh, alluding to. And so uh, you, you give him that more that much more space the defender still had a chance to come over the top because, like we talked about in the game, he almost overran it, if you look at it closely. Uh, he almost overran it made a great play. Uh, but it, it still would have been, my, in my opinion, I think it would have been an incomplete pass or a reception on the sidelines if you have given the quarterback that space. Yeah, so kind of maybe still low percentage, but still a chance to Right, to absolutely. If, if he was going to take that throw, yeah. right? If he was going to take that throw. Some quarterbacks, if you don't feel like the receiver's getting off on that uh, and getting vertical, then you come off of that into your next read. And so that's what it does as well. It, it kind of uh, eliminates a bad throw by, you know, process of elimination of not getting off the ball. 
Mark, is the thing we probably hear the most uh, when it comes to comments and calls is about running the ball on first and 10 and running it right up the middle and not having much success with it. I tried to, to research it from Saturday. I counted 23 first and 10 plays for East Carolina. Nine of those were runs basically that from my naked eye were right up the middle uh, and were either one, two, or three-yard gains. And six of the nine were one-yard gains, I want to say. Mm. and you, you, nothing beyond that so i wanted to to ask donnie what can you do to keep yourself out of the second and longs and you'll hear my whole question and his response and, and then we can chat about it uh but here is uh cut six Shirley. we get uh calls and comments about why does ec run up the middle on first down every play and i looked it up i think it was like nine out of 23 first and ten you ran but None of them went for over three yards. So I That's guess the key. Yeah, is it about yeah. how do you put yourself in a better situation on second down? You know, yeah, I, I don't know. It's amazing that what what y'all do to take calls like that. Uh, we don't really just run it up the middle. Sometimes it cuts up the middle, you know, you know what I'm saying like that. Sometimes it's an RPO where it depends on what the defense does, you know. And so if it was nine out of 23 runs – that's, I'm not the best math student, but I know that's less than 50%. We like to stay balanced. We really do. And I think we're probably really, really close to being balanced like that. There was a time last week when I said, you know, because we, we, we're charting it, we're checking it, and I said, yeah, we probably need to just start throwing it a little bit more on first down because we're not – not because we want to, but because we're not making any enough yards. That, and that's the big thing. This week the biggest change that I've made in the practice plan – is we've probably practiced third down less. I'm really big on practicing third down. We probably practice third down more than anybody in the country because I just think you got to be ready for all the blitz and stuff. The game's gotten so crazy on defense right now. They do so much stuff that you got to be prepared for it. Uh, but I said, you know, we're not making enough yards on first down. We need to start practicing first down more. And so we've done that this week, trying to get just better at staying out of the third line. It's like, let's skip third down a little bit more. And make first downs on you know one or two downs like that, like that. So, yeah. So I don't know. All right. So they they did note that hey, we we got to start doing something. Maybe we throw a little more on first down because just way too many second and nines. Marcus said, yeah. and even in some of those, uh, even the passes they completed. I think the the most yardage they got on first and ten out of a pass is seven, and there was a lot that went less than that, and there were three penalties in that. So you you take the penalties, your third, your for, um, first and fifteen, which leads to second and eleven, and you just get behind. It feels like they are behind so much uh, in this offense. It, man, it, it's tough sledding once you get behind uh, because now you you hand the momentum over to the defense and and, and more particularly uh, the defensive line because now those guys are going to pin their ears back and they're going to play the running back as they're on their way to the quarterback, and so they're going to uh, do a pass rush. And if we run the football, those guys are going to be uh, hopefully athletic enough on their coaches uh, from their coaches' uh, standpoint to uh, to make the play as they're going to the quarterback. And uh, but yeah, first down efficiency is definitely key, man. It's it's key because uh, again, you don't want to get behind the eight ball and uh, put yourselves in those predicaments to where now you have to overcome, especially when you're not uh, haven't put up a lot of points. You haven't uh, sustained drives over the uh, previous three games or that we're going into now or the previous two uh, last week. Uh, and so now you got teams that are uh, coming in and they're saying, hey, let, let's stop this team. 
Uh, let's get negative yards, no yardage on first down, and then we're good, right? That's going to set the tone for us defensively. Man, I bet coaches and and you at quarterback, Marcus, loved uh, second and two, second and oh. three, second and four. Just so many things you can do there, oh. right? <laughs> Take a shot, oh, just get man. the first down. The, yeah. the, the whole thing's open, right? The, the whole playbook is like, oh, what do I run? Yeah. It's like overwhelming to a right. point. Yeah, we got to get in those spots. We yeah, got to get in absolutely. some of those situations. That's the best place to be. I'd rather be overwhelmed from which play to call then it's limited like, oh, man uh we have to run this right, right? you know yeah. what i mean marcus crandall joining us let's take a break we'll come back we'll hear more uh from donnie kirkpatrick blake carroll get more of marcus's thoughts on this zero and three pirate football team we got a giveaway for you by the way i'm a fantasy guy just like y'all out there and if you have brandon iuke you might want to get him out of your lineup. Adam Schefter says he is not expected to play against the Giants tonight. So just doing a little service for you fantasy owners out there. Ayuk's had a great start to the season, yes. uh, but may not be able to give it a go tonight. So slide him out if you have him in your lineup. Or if you're like Chandler and playing against him, hopefully that guy's not listening to me right now and keeps him in the lineup. And uh, maybe Chandler can get another win. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck. The Buck has the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss a single game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 p.m. Oh, yes, and uh, I forgot. Uh, top-notch security with Joey. Uh, score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. That jersey giveaway is cool. Um, what Hall of Famer told Packers coach Mike Sherman after a game years ago to put a jersey on? Put a jersey on. What Hall of Famer? What Hall of Fame defensive tackle got into it after a game with Packers coach Mike Sherman? He was a Buccaneer. Oh, he was a Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp is correct. Put a jersey on. I was thinking Lawrence Taylor, but then I was like, but as soon as you said Buccaneer, I was like, nope, 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 nope. That's Warren Sapp. Not that I wouldn't be afraid of Warren Sapp, but if Lawrence Taylor told me anything, I'd be afraid. Well, you know, he's going to run the other way. You know, he's going to be. He couldn't catch me, but he's joining the Colorado coaching staff next year. Oh, next really? season. So yes, he, he has committed. Warren, Warren Sapp. Sapp. Oh, <laughs> Warren Taylor. Oh. No, 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 no. So Warren Sapp was what? on a nice trajectory to be 
maybe NFL's Charles Barkley, and then I think he got in trouble yeah, with something. He, yeah, and he got in some trouble. I've seen him at um, Washington practices and other practices, like staying around the game. So maybe it's about time for a Warren Sapp return because he's like he's really funny and he's got a oh, good personality. Man. Yes, he is. And was kind of on. I felt like he was NFL Network and ESPN. One of them would yeah. kind of make him put him in the Barkley role, but had some issues and uh now trying to get in the game another way so and then and then lt has been uh reincarnated oh yeah is he what's he doing micah parsons oh oh. i know i don't oh man man. yeah he's uh unstoppable at the moment did you see the bad news for the cowboys today mark no i didn't uh Mm. trayvon diggs torn acl at practice (laughs) suffered it at practice so that's uh that's a major hit wow major hit for them that is big news day today in the nfl just to catch people up panthers not expecting bryce young to play andy dalton time (laughs) the red rifle in charlotte when they take on i told chandler and i don't know how the years work exactly when these guys came out but what if i told you in 2013 hey 10 years from now you'll be watching geno smith versus andy dalton you'd be like what (laughs) What are you talking about? That's right. And by the way, Gino's slinging it. He is. We'll see what Dalton can do. Well, he slung it last week for sure. Uh, so, yeah, that that's going to be your matchup on Sunday. If Dalton goes crazy, does Bryce get benched? He should because he hasn't moved the ball at all. Like, I don't I think. Mean, he didn't even know where the center was. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, Miles Sanders had to give him a little shove to get Did that ever happen to you, Marcus? I've seen it on a blooper I, tape before. Did you ever line up sure on the I'm not sure if I ever did that. I'm not sure if I ever did that. And, um, yeah, I've I've seen it done before. Besides Bryce, and I'm not saying that bust or anything. I'm just saying for now, yeah, this enough. could be better for Thielen and Shark and those guys to have a veteran throwing them. The I football. like I like the NFL back when you'd get a big prospect that early and you make Let him, him sit and he waits for his opportunity. But now it's just everything's forcing. Yeah, what happens? So I mean, this this could end up being a positive uh, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, deal made on Wednesday. Cam Akers, running back, sent to the Vikings. Marcus, the Vikings averaging, I read it earlier, I think it was 34 and a half yards rushing per game. Wow. Putting a lot on Kirk Cousins. Oh, yes. uh, they are trying to improve their run game. Charlie, did you have something? I was going to mention, I was just looking at X, whatever this thing is called now. Um, the and uh, the Twitter. Jacksonville Jaguars put out their injury report. Uh, Zay Jones has been kind of nursing a knee injury that he suffered against that loss with uh, Kansas City, and he has not practiced all week. Mm. So um, I would venture to say that his uh, his uh, playing status would be questionable for Sunday. All right. Christian Kirk. Uh, I have Jacksonville as my survivor pick, so I need them to uh, beat the Texans coming up. Uh, let's see. One more thing. Oh, uh, J- Jamie had mentioned it. Former Pirate slash Washington State Cougar uh, Gardner Minshew Gardner. is going to be getting the ball for the Colts, which just like Andy Dalton, I don't – now, Richardson was putting up some numbers and yards and points, but I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. Minshew uh, had awesome numbers when yeah. he came in last week. So. did a good job. Here's the thing about Minshew is that um, I think he's uh, more fit for today's game than, say, Andy Dalton um, because, man, <clears throat> defensive linemen are coming after that quarterback today. Yeah. And uh, – you, you, I think you really have to understand where you guys are going to be, and 
your hot routes and all those things when you're not as mobile and yeah. you're going to have to get rid of the football. But one of the things that we're seeing is that uh, uh, week after week, man, is that you know a lot of the times you you put the pressure. You watched the game the other night with the Steelers and uh, in Cleveland and um, and. Man, those guys were getting up to uh, Deshaun uh, before the receivers were even out of their breaks. If yeah. you look at it right, and so if if they're getting that kind of pressure on there, man, on, on the quarterback, it, it makes it tough for that position. And if you can't move, so to speak, uh, it makes it even tougher. And so uh, if you're able to uh, to avoid the rush or evade the rush and um, get out of the pocket to make some plays like Minshew does. Uh, it, it definitely makes it better for you. And I'll dive into this more on Friday because we'll have Tony Dunn here and, and Joey and Chandler, and I want to talk about the Panthers, but I was watching the first half with you guys the other night, and well, Bryce Young's got to take off sometimes. Yeah, Don't get hit or anything, but get three yards or something. Exactly. He is so it reluctant. no sense because he's decent, very decent yeah. on his feet. Like yeah. He had that long run in the second half where he was almost like, alright, should I go down now? Should I go down now? And right. nobody was around him. I genuinely think he's got a fear of being hit. Maybe hit so. Hard. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into more of that, but uh, that needs to be a part of his game I think, because you're right, Marcus. Like, Sam Howell is not a scrambler, but he is. He can, he can move. He can move. When he needs to. You've got a ton of quarterbacks in the league. Like Aaron Rodgers, as good as he was throwing the football, could always give you a, an eight yard run on That's third right. and six if you need it. So, yep. all right, let's uh, let's dive back into ECU football. Which, by the way, Alex Flynn has showed if he needs to, he can get out there and move a little bit. Absolutely, and what I like about his running capability is that uh, he's been making decisive decisions in in regards to that. Like he gets back there and then uh, he sees it open. And he just takes off, and it's, it's north and south uh, for the most part. Uh, even when he gets out of the pocket, he does go downhill a little bit. Had a long run at a key back. time, if I remember. They got called back due to holding, right. and uh, right. in that game on Saturday, kind of like Holton when he was running that. He doesn't mm-hmm. mind taking a little hit. And he yeah. doesn't yeah. mind doing a little. He doesn't want to slide. He wants to get as far <laughs> yeah, as he can. That, that, that's the part we got to worry about yeah, right there absolutely. now. You know for sure because you you, you have to. Um, you have to determine uh, all right <laughs> and i we, i think we saw it in the second or the third game second game maybe uh to where he was running and he looked towards the sidelines and uh and i think he was looking at the sticks to see where the sticks oh were. yeah because he and slid I think it was the last game yeah. yes and then he slid right uh right just as he crossed the sticks and so once you get that awareness of where the sticks are uh, man, get down after you get that first down. Or, you know, if it's second down and 10 or whatever, you get nine. Man, just just get down and give us a chance to get it on uh, third and one. I really think you should bring Cliff Godwin to practice one day and do some sliding drills. So, <laughs> Marcus, how much, seriously, did you, like, work on that during your playing career, college and pro sliding? Like, did you ever do you, anything you, with you it? You don't work on it. You, you don't? don't work on it. Huh? I mean, it's um, – and then back in, you know, our days, we had the turfs that were – you know, oh, oof, God. Just oof, tear a leg up terrible. trying oh, to slide. Man, absolutely. I remember seeing a clip of the Bengals when they first got Burrow about him practicing how to slide because when he first came in, he could never slide. Mm-hmm. And it, it's awkward. It looks awkward to practice your sliding. I remember Holton would come in and show us his uh, road rash from sliding on turf, and he would look so awkward sliding, but he was scared to slide normally because it would, like, tear, tear rip his knee apart. <laughs> so uh, he did, like, a double butt cheek slide. Where he would just kind of plop down on the ground. Two little butt cheeks. And he knew it looked awkward, but uh, that's hey, how he, he went about it. Job done Michael Winstead, talking about Brandon Ayuk, said maybe 
Ayuk out, opens room for Isaiah to move up from the practice squad. Hey. Fire me up, Michael hey. Winstead. Yeah. Oh, I just got a body. If I see Isaiah on my TV tonight, I'm going to... Oh, man, that'd be awesome. He's a part that of the 53 be. still, correct? Or is he oh, on no. practice? No, he was on practice squad. Oh, we need to get that elevation tonight. Yes, uh, but man, I, hey, good for him being on that practice squad, getting that check, and working to, uh, to his dream. That's awesome, man. Yes, really man. pulling for him. All right, let's... Uh, well, let's take a break. That segment we didn't get to. Well, we got something accomplished. Surely we need to make somebody a winner, though, here on a Thursday edition of. She said, give it away. Still going with this one. Have you heard this one? Give, give it away. Give it away. Well, just give it away. There ain't nothing in this studio worth fighting over. <laughs> well, the phone lines are already buzzing anyway. So just give it away. What are we giving away today? I'm giving away. What are you giving away? Uh, Chico. <laughs> sure, Taco Lunch, courtesy Chico's. Of, yeah, courtesy of Chico's. What color? I'm going to go with, let's go with color four. All right. George Crooked, my favorite music artist. Caller 4 is a winner. We're back with more Marcus Crandall after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Jackie Hutcherson of Winterville, our big winner for the Chico's Shrimp Taco Lunch. Now back to you, Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a... Thursday. Marcus Crandall here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Heard. That is an impressive stack of papers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, and it's nice and neat. I was going to ask, awesome. is that like the yearly trend you get a stack of papers? Oh, no, no, no. This is how football That's season good. goes for him. Yeah. The thicker it is. I did say it, this year I'm not throwing any away, though. I'm going to yeah. keep them going cool. all season you long. You should keep that as a tradition. Never throw any paper away until the new year. Until the new year? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try my best. As long as I can fit them in that cabinet in there, and yeah. I got plenty of space. I got everything I need here. It might take me a while to find it, <laughs> but it's all here. Need some it's tabs. not necessarily <laughs> in numerical order. No, it is in no particular order at all uh, oh. at the moment. Uh, but the top page is the new cut sheet from yesterday. One more, uh, Donnie Kay. We'll get a little bit of Blake Harrell. Um, I believe the question was framed you know you you hear about these great practices and stuff and guys can learn things in practice but you do your real learning game situations full speed that stuff uh so he was asked about players learning from their mistakes that happen on game day and during the game cut four 
You do. I, I mean, and the, and the guys are trying hard. I mean, it's it's not an effort deal in any way. They've been great. Uh, the locker room is still really strong, I think, in there. And, you know, I, I just think that you hope you, you – yeah, you don't repeat mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. I mean, everybody in life makes mistakes. The key is don't do it again. I mean, everybody – you know, I had two kids. One of them was definitely that kid put their hand on the stove – Okay, that's hot. Now I don't do that. Until then, you weren't. They got to find that out. So you hope now don't do that again. And so if you don't make that mistake again, you'll probably be okay. You know what I'm saying? And and it's not always the same guy. That's the issue right now. Like I say, if it was just one or two guys, you just say, okay, you're out. These guys are in. It's not that. It's it's a typewriter type deal. It's this guy, then it's this guy, then it's this guy. And so uh, we just keep putting them in those situations in practice. We've done more competitive things against our defense this week, even though the scheme defensively is not the same. But because you, you're tensed up, you're, you're a little more nervous when you're going against the other starter. It's a little more competitive than it is when you're going against the scout team player. Because you're right, you don't have to jump the count to block the scout team guy. He didn't really even know that defense. He's reading it off a card. But when you go against the starters, you know, well, if you're late, you're beat. So now you've got to learn to sit in there. So I think all those things, you know, Coach Houston's obviously a Hall of Famer coach. And when he retires, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. There's no question about that. And he's done a lot of great stuff. You look at his record. He, he's better than he's ever been. The handling and the, what he's doing, I, I'm sitting there saying you could write a book on how he's, how he's handling this. And uh, truly, I, I mean, I've, you know, I haven't said this to him, but I'd like to, I guess. So uh, it's easy when it's all going good. You know, sometimes it's just okay. You stay out of their way. Let them go. Right now it's not that situation, so you really find out what you're made of. And he's really showing that he, he's truly one of, the, one of the top ones out there. All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick there. And uh, Marcus, I guess, as a player and, and you know, turning into a coach, you, you try to do these game situations and high stress and all that stuff, but you really don't know until you put them out there. So how much more did you learn, you think, in your career from the game itself than you did practice? Like, what, What's the, the ratio there? I mean, because you, you see it against another defense, right, or, or an offense or special teams, right? Uh, for, for me personally, it was you see the other defense and uh, you're learning it from from in-game situations. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it's, you know, you, you're seeing it uh, firsthand against, a, a you know, just a different opponent, right, as opposed to, you know, you're making those mistakes versus the scout team. You don't see how they're going to play it, actually going to play it, and uh, what they're going to see as far as what they practice for that week to prepare for. And so then, when you get in game, uh, you have to you have to be able to soak that information up of what's happening out there on that field, and you have to be able to communicate that. And uh, if it doesn't happen, it's just going to it is going to happen again, right? And over again, and again, and again, and again. And it's going to like he said, it, it's <laughs> the typewriter is is this person, that person, that person, yeah. because of you know you got to be able to communicate and everybody get on uh, one accord. And so for me, I mean it, it's. It's assume assume uh, accountability for for the offense and defense and special teams, man. He, everybody as a group, you have to assume that accountability and um, you know, hey, make that catch, make that block, make that throw, all right. And um, and and once we start uh, doing that, holding these guy accountable for you know um, not you know making the plays, all right. I think we're going to see a better production out there on the field. 
Jamie says uh, there at the end, little job security, flatter the boss uh, with some of Donnie's comments about Mike Houston. Hey, I mean, look, if I have a bad show or two or something, I, I might say, hey, Ellerby, that was a great meeting you led this week. Good job, man. That was awesome. So <laughs> got to flatter the boss every now and then, right? Uh, so I don't know. But yeah, uh, that, uh, again, I've said this all week, Morgan, people these coaches right now are probably in a lose-lose situation when they do these press conferences because everybody's mad at 0 and 3 and they're going to take everything said and and find a way to criticize it and that's just part of the deal now and and i understand it trust me i do like all you want to see is a win and good football you don't right. care what these guys say midweek so i totally understand it De- delicate situation man yeah as a coach all right uh we played a little bit of blake harrell thanking the uh the fans in boone let's hear him talk about well i asked him about the reasons for the second half struggles we've seen it in back-to-back games now uh, this defense giving up some backbreakers in the second half in the fourth quarter uh here's what he had to say cut four First of all, I pulled the thumb. You know, you know, second half, last two weeks haven't been kind to us. And, and so I pulled the thumb. I think the, the last series of, of last week wasn't, you know, one of my favorites. You know, just ball, they got the ball out in two-minute drive, and we could have went in the half 21-10 and, uh, you know, let it pass and run out there. And, and they're in the end zone. We go in the half 21-16. You know, 21-10. And I think the second half would come out, and we're getting ready to go third and long, and we have a, a hands-to-face penalty. I think that was our only defense one of the nights. We cleaned that part up at least. But, you know, you could have went in 21-10, came out second half, three and out, and you have all the momentum. So we just got to go back, get to work. And I think that's been a huge focus for us in practice this week. We're doing some more competition stuff with the offense, first the offense at the end of practice, to really focusing on finishing and uh, just being a conscientious effort of it. Our guys are talking about it, you know, and I think, you know, defensively the other thing I see is we look a little bit tired in the, in the third and fourth quarter late in the game, we got to make sure we're doing a better job of rotating guys early in the game to get to that third and fourth quarter so we're fresh and we, our best players on the field are fresh and ready to ride and, and we can go you know get good stops when we need it. All right, Blake Carroll there. But first of all, uh, pull the thumb. Um, <laughs> he's pulling the thumb in, pointing at himself. Um, yeah, if you're pushing the thumb or, or pull the finger, those are different things. Yeah, pull the thumb. Uh, put it put it on yourself. Uh, and then we heard Donnie and now Blake say a lot of, as Coach Ruff used to say, good on good. Uh, do some, <laughs> some good on good work at practice and try to simulate as much as you can that actual feel for a game. So uh, working on it from both ends, it sounds like. Yeah, and uh, self-scout, self-evaluation is key, right? Uh, understanding yourself, understanding um, – you know what where we're doing uh, schematically as a defense, offense, special teams as a whole, and then uh, going out there and, and, and telling those guys how we're go- how we need to get better and where we need to get better. I think it's it's it's, it's a key component to uh, being better for the next game and uh, as a coach. And so uh, hopefully those guys take heed to the um, to the lessons that they've learned throughout this week and uh, and apply it to the field for sure. Marcus Crandall joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get our final timeout, and we'll come back and have five or so more minutes with Marcus Crandall before we wrap things up here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was another rough day for the stock market. The Dow was down 370 points at 34,070. The NASDAQ was down 245 points at 13,223. The S&P was down 72 at 4,330. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors uh, stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Just saw uh, Cecil Fielder turning 60 today. Hmm. One of my favorite stats in sports. I'm looking it up to get the right number, Marcus. Um, Cecil Fielder and Prince Fielder ended their careers with exactly 319 home runs same exact amount of home runs wow that is uh it's pretty neat that's I don't amazing know. just a weird stat quirk the stat to consider thank you Shirley. um marcus how you feeling about saturday I, I don't think we have we talked about the weather could be some uh some more weather no, we haven't coming talked in. about it yeah but yes i mean i've heard it and um i think there's around four o'clock a 50 percent chance of rain uh, hopefully it dissipates uh, before then and um, before the game, I should say, before kickoff, and uh, we don't have to contend with that. Uh, Jamie's asking if Chandler's comfortable. You comfortable back there, Chandler? You look like you're comfortable. <laughs> oh, he's comfy. <laughs> he's comfy. Good. By the way, folks, uh, not today, not tomorrow or the next day, but uh, this weekend, get your gifts and your salutations ready because the chan man's having a birthday mm-hmm. and i want everybody out there to wish chandler a happy birthday on sunday so i'm giving you three days notice to get ready to wish him the happiest of birthdays and he i likes gifts too yeah he does i hope to uh to be with chandler on sunday during his birthday yeah you will and uh marcus might be there too yeah absolutely watching a little commander's bills watching a little gino versus dalton that's only, the only way <laughs> don't, I'm hyping don't that game like up now. <laughs> Andy Dalton versus Geno Smith. Oh, man. Can Andy Dalton, can he rise to the standard uh, coming up on Sunday? Marcus, we will talk to you Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Maybe see you around 2 o'clock. No, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Talk to you then and after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Thanks for hanging out today, man. Yes, indeed. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. All right, Shirley, Joe A, Chan Man, we'll see you Friday, 3 o'clock, all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. It'll be a football Friday, but we'll also welcome in East Carolina Pirate baseball player Parker Bird to the show. So we'll have that for you as well coming up Friday. We will talk to you then. Skip, Jamie, Michael Winstead, the chat crew, y'all have a good one. We will talk to you Friday. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.